Nowadays, it does get some higher. It, are you taking oh homemade are coffee or are you going to Starbucks? Starbucks is not about? so cheap. That's you a lot know, of money. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. Ah. When you say that, when you put it that way, I don't know. that's all I have to there say. There you go. Hi everyone, welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. And welcome to episode 393 of this little thing we like to call Sneaky Dragon. I think I said that already, but I felt like saying the name again. Yeah, thanks for those of you that are uh, listening. We appreciate it. <laughs> and not thank you to those who aren't listening. Screw you. Yeah, I can say that because they're not listening. I know, but they've got so many more podcasts. That's true. Just think of the amount of podcasts that have started since we since we began this thing. I can't even imagine. It's ridiculous. Like it, it, like when we started, it felt like there might be too many podcasts, mm-hmm. and now we're like so deep into this uh, <laughs> this situation. It's just like Pod- okay, podcast revolution. I really, I really do appreciate those of you that uh, you know are spending your time with us because you do have, as the airlines say, many other choices. And uh, and yeah. thank you for choosing us. Not that you choose an airline; you go for the cheapest one. <laughs> you go for the cheapest one that isn't goddamn terrible. That's right. Yeah, no. that's right. You don't go with in a crate airlines, mm-hmm. but it's interesting as an example of of the inundation of of podcasts when we started Sneaky Dragon. Which there were is, there were actual dragons around. There were actual it dragons was that long ago. That's how long ago it was. When we started Sneaky Dragon, I remember finishing the episode. It was six in the morning, mm-hmm. and I hadn't gone to bed because I just wanted to get this thing done. And of course, I had to go to work, which was crazy. But I I got it all done. Got it put out on, on the website. Mm-hmm. Our first episode, which is, which is a brilliant episode if you've ever, never heard it. It's great. It's probably one of the greatest things we've ever done. <laughs> it's called misleading. And uh, and I, you know, I immediately sent off our our um, you know our application, whatever we call it, to to for for iTunes acceptance. Right. And that you know, so that was six in the morning. I went to work, and at ten o'clock in the morning, I got an email from iTunes saying the show was accepted. Mm. And I was so I was really happy, of course. Now when we did when we did fansplainers, for instance, when I sent that off for accept to be checked over and accepted as a show, it took a week and a half for them to, to do the to go from me me sending it in to them accepting it. And in the time it's taken from then to now, they've decided to wrap up iTunes. Yeah, I saw that. But yeah. I mean they still have it's iTunes is done, but I mean, you still they still have the podcast app on the phone. Mm-hmm. So they're just what they're doing is they're getting rid of the iTunes um, element of it, which is the part I really like, which is that you can you know take CDs and burn them, like yeah. upload them into or burn them whatever into your into your iTunes and store them there. And it's weird because like wh- I have used Google Play, I don't have actually have an iPhone, but I do use iTunes because I think it's a really good music storage program and google play recognizes itunes you know it's it's kind of um you know everywhere-ness and it it recognizes that and it has like a thing called music manager and it only works with itunes and what it does is whatever you add to itunes it will then automatically upload and onto your google play but it doesn't work with any other music player that i like any other music organizer that i that i use and you know, if you look online, there are these incredibly complicated workarounds to try to use the music manager or whatever to right. to act as as a as a kind of a way to to 
kind of a, a proxy iTunes. So I don't know what people like me are going to do now that iTunes is going away because I still collect I- CDs. Now, is the whole idea that they're just more interested in doing all the streaming stuff? Is That's that what it is. Yeah, they're getting because they're, right. they're recognizing the obvious fact that people like me are old fashioned and dumb. Right. Here's and a, get here's, out of here. Is what uh, now, saying. as of today, we're recording this on uh, Thursday, uh, uh, June fourteenth. I mean, PlayStation basically swapped over to, to to that kind of system, and it's like most of the games and stuff on PlayStation mm-hmm. are streaming. Yeah. Now PlayStation's down. Okay. So PlayStation Network's down. Yeah. So I can't watch YouTube on there. I can't do most of the oh. things I would do on there. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, well, I hope I have a couple of discs kicking around that I can do something. Otherwise, this machine is now completely useless. It's, yeah. You yeah. Know, it does nothing. Yeah. So so like one thing goes wrong, and then pff, it all goes away. Whereas you know, there's there's a couple of little backups in the, I, in the other yeah, system. I still have my CDs. I can play them on my own player. But the other thing is, is that, you know, with like games, when you stream a game or whatever, they've really taken away the lending it to your friend element of games yes. where you could, you know, kind of go back and forth with games with people. You know, they're no dummies as well. They're recognizing that the fact that we are kind of suckers and are, are limiting our own, our own choices mm-hmm. by going with these, uh, with these things. And also... You know, with Apple streaming, there's no guarantee that the music that you like will always be there. It's kind of like Netflix. And that way, you're kind of like Netflix. Oh, I'm going to join Netflix because they have the Rockford Files. Surprise, we don't have the Rockford Files anymore, you know. Yep. And it, it, as, a, you know, as a consumer, you almost feel like you're really putting ourselves in, in, in their hands, you know. And, and Netflix, for instance, is because of competition from all these other streaming services now that are coming out, they've really like lost their catalog. You know, it's a very, they're kind of, you know, giving you their programming, the Netflix programming, right. with a sprinkling, a very small sprinkling of, of, of content that's coming from movies or TV and things. But for the most part, what they, what their catalog is quite, quite a bit smaller than when you and I started right. with Netflix. And that probably was. Before 2010, did we start with Netflix? I'm that trying sounds to think about right. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it used to be like this is blockbuster, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, uh, but uh, easier. Yeah, and uh, and then it would be like a blockbuster went. You know what? We could make our own shows. Yeah, and then you went like, you know, what? maybe you can. And then blockbuster went to hell mm-hmm. with the, the the movies. We're not going to show those other things. Why yeah. would we? Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have our own content. You guys should be happy with that, right? You can't see the TV shows that you used to like and stuff. Yeah, it's really, really strange because, um, you know, your selling point for me, the reason I said Rockford Files was because that was your selling point. You're like, you should get Netflix. Right. It's got all seven seasons of the Rockford well, Files. Well, it makes and sense like, because when you've got a new system, what you always want to bring to the new system is something old so you can bring comfort. You want to have, yeah. you know, I introduce you to a new friend. I've got to bring an old friend with me or you're not going to feel comfortable with a new friend. So here you go. You like Jim Rockford, right? Yeah. yeah. He's friends with Netflix. Oh, okay. And he'll lead you to Netflix. Now, by the way... Uh, hey, you like Netflix? Well, Jim's leaving. What? Okay, <laughs> fine. What do you got, Netflix? But oh, it's not just fine. Jim's leaving. You know, Marvel's leaving. Star Wars is leaving. All these things are leaving because Disney, starting Disney Plus, whatever it's yeah. called. It doesn't really feel there's like Hulu. There's Amazon. Yeah, it Prime. doesn't feel like they're leaving though, because you will watch them in this on the same machine. Probably, it's like you've got but, to like move literally yeah. like one click over, and that's like oh, there now I'm seeing it on here. But right now you're paying fourteen dollars a month for for iTunes, which is so or much, not iTunes, sorry, yeah, for, for Netflix, which is so much better than cable. 
like cable is so ridiculously freaking expensive. Oh, yeah, like it is. It's like stupid. unbelievably mind-numbingly expensive that whenever I start to complain about, you know, anything like Netflix or paying for any of these other services, I go, Yeah. But I am watching more stuff on Netflix than I am watching on you know, the other things and most of the other things I can actually see, like on YouTube or what have you. Like when I actually consider the shows that I see, yeah. I'm like, Yeah, it's, really, it's like I'm, 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 I'm I am not a million miles away from you know, cable going uh, by because there's just so many other ways to to see things, and like I might as well just buy a season of a show and watch it when it comes out almost immediately anyway without commercials. It's still cheaper than getting the cable if you're really trying to figure out what shows do you watch on a regular basis. Yeah, no, know? I agree with you. I think um, although if you if you're thinking cable is expensive and you're not subtracting the what you what you pay for internet from True. that, then it does go down a bit. But yes, it's still expensive. And it's and it's the old thing like whenever you buy your cable packages and it's like now I got to get the golf channel, now I've got to get this <laughs> channel and the other channel and these two channels that repeat what this channel is. And you're like, yeah, like like you say, like you don't get Turner Classic Movies anymore, right? Yeah, that's. Part, I mean, this is the dumb I'm, thing. It's like, yeah. well, just throw in a couple of those things for like people, you know, just like for sh- like I I can get that, but I can only get the standard definition mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. It's like like no if you care about movies you're going to want to see the movies in the best format that you can and, yeah. you, and you can't yeah and it's like well this is dumb but why do i have you know how many co- i mean i do like cooking but how many cooking channels do i need you know i've got a lot i've got <laughs> i think four cooking channels i'm good thank <laughs> you that's fine yeah you know it's like uh, all people competing to make things with like clams and chocolate and and, and then there's another show what's this one well this is little kids making the same things with clams and chocolate and it's like all right it's but it's the same judges it's the same everything and it's like this is just too much duplication yeah forget it so you go over to netflix or uh, like i am really looking forward to the disney service just because it's got so many things that look interesting to me on it yeah, uh, that, they have uh, a vast catalog of. They've got a vast catalog, and their new shows seem to be like interesting as well. And finally, it's a place where the Apple Dumpling Gang will just be there for you to watch anytime you want. Right. You know, and I think that's that sh- is not to be scoffed at. You know, they're going to make like more Apple Dumpling Gangs. They've got to. They've got oh, like well, they you fuck know them. they're going to they're going to remake they're going to make it a series they're going to do here's <laughs> oh, a weird great. thing that Netflix does because like uh, I'm I'm a very mild watcher of say Designated Survivor that was a show that was like eh, I don't know this. what that is it's uh, Kiefer Sutherland he plays a kid think you're thinking of Twenty Four uh, I I am not it's oh. kind of the opposite uh, he's uh, he was he was you know what a Designated Survivor though is right Designated no. Survivor is you got to take one person from is it Congress hun uh, Congress Cabinet, Jeff, yeah. Jeff Probst so, so it's, is the uh, uh, when, when, they're, when they're all meeting, you need to take one person, you put them aside in case something happens to the group. Yep. Uh, this is the person who's going to take over. This is something that really happens. And so in this show, everyone gets killed except for him, <laughs> and he becomes the president okay. by default, and he's thrown in over his head, and mm. he's got to do his best. So it's it's okay. Can it I ask a question? Yeah. Did they get thrown out of a plane by a bad, bad Iron Man? They do not. Okay. No. Um, but uh, so... It was on uh, the network. I don't know which one, NBC or some such. Yep. But now it's uh, and so they ran it on Netflix, and then Netflix took it over, and now Netflix are doing it. Okay. And you can tell it's Netflix because people walk into the room and go, "What the fuck is going on?" And you're like, "Well, <laughs> clearly Netflix has taken over, and, and here we go." And it's like, "All right." You can tell Netflix took over because they'll cancel it in a year. <laughs> but you'll have watched then them you know. all anyway, so then who cares? you know it's uh, that's then fine. You know it's Netflix. I'll have watched the whole season. I'm good. Uh, we love this program you guys have on oh we canceled it sorry yep all right what else you got Uh, my attention span is fine go
show me something else. I feel sorry for uh, poor Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing got canceled after one episode on uh, on the uh, DC service. Oh, is that right? Yep. It looks good. It looks gross, but it looks good. How come it got canceled then? Because they canceled it. But just like one show, and that was yep, so done. they just ran the pilot, and that was it. They ran one, like one episode. I think they're sh- they're showing a couple more that they've already shot. Okay, but, uh, they're they're done. And one of the reasons they said the rumor was because uh, I forget where they where they shot it, but they were offered a tax break that would cover about half of the cost of production, and then they weren't able to live up to that. So it was just oh. like nope, and okay. we're done. Okay. But if you if you if you watch it, and I have seen clips from it, it is uh, really really good looking, hmm. like uh, really pretty. Uh, and gross and gory, and it's not for me. Uh, but it's good looking, huh. and then gross, like oh, ugh, ooh, pretty. <laughs> Speaking of gross, well, I, I don't pretty. actually. I don't want to. I, sh- I don't know if I want to leave this topic yet. Yeah, I feel like if if I had, I have Amazon Prime mm-hmm. because I I do order from Amazon, and it just makes sense to have the the free two day shipping. Right. I didn't realize that you could use your debit card, and once I did, I got Amazon Prime. Mm, yes, yeah. that's what I do too. And then, so I have Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I have Netflix. I have Shutter through another. Yeah. I have Proxy Shutter. That's scary. It's a it's, scary channel. It's so so scary. But and that's the idea. That's a good it. variety it's horror, of it's horror movies. It's more horror, scary horror thrillers. It's more thrillers and stuff. But it's it's less like there's a good choice of films in there. To be honest with you. Okay. And then from multiple eras. Yeah. Okay. And then from a, other countries as well. And there's like a oh, that's nice. There's a great like. They have all the, like they have all, like the old boy kind of trilogy with Lady Vengeance and stuff. Sure. So they, they have a variety of weird things and a lot of Japanese ones too, not just horror films, but even like Yakuza crime films from the 70s. Mm. It's, it's a weird selection of stuff. And also a discovery of witches. Ah. Louise's here at show. Our she's friend written, Louise, yes. She's written to us a few times about that, which I like to call Fifty Shades of Grave. But <laughs> it's... um. You know, that, save that title for yourself. That's a good oh, okay. title for something. And then, and then I thought I think if I got the Criterion Channel, Criterion Criterion Channel, that that would be good enough, and that would kind of cover the sure. my, my my losing out TCM. I like uh, I like seeing what Seth Myers is up to, but normally those things are on YouTube anyway, so that's fine. Yeah, like and that and and they're on their YouTube channel, so it's not like a bootleg thing mm-hmm. where yeah. it's costing them anything. They want you to watch that channel. Yeah, so fine so they have left that's what they got yeah so i feel like yeah that would be that would that would do me like i don't know if how much lisa would enjoy having to the rigmarole of finding these channels through whatever like through a fire stick or whatever um aren't they all on the same device no we don't have a p we don't have a ps4 so our you gotta take different sticks out of the uh no sorry yeah if you have one stick then yes it would they would all be accessible through that okay but we don't have that stick right now and i still don't know what what you think of it like i don't know if she'd find it confusing she does not she's not a fan of technology she's probably at first and then you get used to it yeah well that's it if they had she had no choice i mean look at the remotes you've got at your house you must have more than one remote right no just the one just the one Mm -hmm. okay well you know for for the television yeah there's technology there that would have been over everyone's head like a little while ago and now it's fine you get it. These infinite buttons. You know, it used to be, you know, just the numbers and, uh, you know, the, an input thing. And that was all crazy things. And everyone gets it. It's fine. They'll, they'll get it. Everyone will get it. It's fine. Oh, they'll have to. Yeah. But yeah. It's um, it's definitely tempting to, to cut cut my cut the ties with cable. Um, and also it would be cheaper. And also it would cut down on our giant bill every month, which is excessive. Yeah. We're lucky that we can write off a lot of it. But uh, 
But yeah, yeah, it is. It is a bit, and we are so spoiled for choice nowadays. Oh my gosh, so so wonderfully spoiled for choice. And I suppose I'd have to get the Disney Channel too. Yeah, you got to. But I don't know. I'm gonna res- I'm gonna resist that one. I'll see what they're offering. Mm. I have no desire to see uh, Scarlet Witch and that kind of stuff. Oh God, do I ever want to see that? I know so you do. You like, oh, so you like all that stuff a lot. I love that so Whereas much. Whereas I, I could, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm I don't okay care. Not- I don't care much about the Disney animated stuff. It's like meh old old disney films and like eh, it's fine that's fine they're all there they're, they should yeah see that's more interesting to me like that's the disney vault seeing fine. seeing gus the field goal kicking mule <laughs> which i'm sure would be terrible but i'd still be kind of curious watch it i probably would never watch it though that's the problem like when i say oh i'd like to see like the shaggy da why would i want to see the shaggy da i mean it was fine when i was eight but why would i want to see it now that was the first There's movie no explanation we ever that. got turned away from because it sold out, and I didn't understand that. The idea mm. that was like, what do you mean, sold out? Yeah. Oh, there's too many people in here, so you can't see it. We can't see a movie yeah. that we've come to see? Mm. It should be bigger then. What's wrong with you? Then so I watched it, and... That it explains good. why you've always resisted selling out, and why this show is... Weird. No, I'm just joking. That's right. And, and it was a sequel to uh, The Shaggy Dog, which... Yeah. You know, they refer yeah. to, but I didn't understand that, any of that or how that went. Well, that was a weird thing of that time period was that I saw like The Absent-Minded Professor, Son of Flubber, The Shaggy Dog, which are all black and white movies that were re- re-released to theaters in the 70s. Mm. And that's where I saw them. We went to the movie theater and watched those movies. and Because my parents were, I guess they were too cheap to go to movies themselves, but having kids was a good excuse to go to the movies. Sure. So we did go to like quite a few films. And I look back and think, well, we actually like almost, I wouldn't say weekly, but quite regularly we went to the movies and we, we saw, we saw um, all the Disney movies that if when they, when they came out and like re-releases yep. and stuff, whether it was Snow White or whatever, not Bambi. Bambi did not come out when I was younger. I saw that when I was dating Lisa, we went to the see bambi together yeah i saw that when uh i was i was dating someone and we watched the vhs tape of it oh okay like, this was in the theater that, that yeah was i was really just going like yeah. and the person was like how have you never seen this like <laughs> that's, that's the way things are I yeah, like, yeah. I never heard a time i was like bambi that's what i want to see <laughs> right well that's exactly it but i mean i went to the theater to see it because i was kind of like bambi that's what i want to see because you hear about it and i wanted to see it <laughs> and what did you think of it when you saw it i don't think it disappoints it certainly is a film that had a, a huge effect on our culture, I think. A Made, huge effect. Uh, hunting not so cool? Made hunting not so cool and anthrop- anthropomorphized animals for, for city folk. And I think we made, have... Made uh, rabbits sexy? Made rabbits... Well, made rabbits human. Like, it made animals mm. human for us, you know, and... and and it's good and bad. Like animals aren't human. They, I mean, they are beings. They are creatures. They, but they're not human. So, but we've str- we've strangely anthropomorphized them in a big way. Mm-hmm. And as a culture, we're way more well, they, say, unrealistically connected to them. Well, but, they straddle the line between pet and food in a way that many animals don't. Yeah, like you're a guy who has a pet chicken. As well, which is a rare thing. That's not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. not. That's not a very common thing. That's but true. like, quite a few people have 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 rabbits, and yet you can eat rabbit, where you wouldn't yeah. be able to eat a dog or a cat. Yeah, you know. So, but it's still like it. It. Mm-hmm. it what was it? Uh, there was like a in uh, what was it? Uh, Michael and me, or uh, what was it? Uh, Roger and me. 
where it was the uh, in Flint, Michigan, you had the woman who had the rabbits, and she went, "Their pets are food." Okay, you decide. Yeah, it's not for. And he's like, "Nope, we're not gonna. It's not for pets. Food." And she just killed the rabbit and skinned the rabbit right in front of you. And uh, there it was. It was a. It was a kind of a disturbing scene. If yeah. you were like, "Oh," yeah. they're like. That's what it is. That's where your meat comes from. Yeah. That's right. These, <laughs> yeah. these are one of those very odd animals that we have that's either pets or food. And, it, we, you know, there you are. I've, I've actually had rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haas and Pfeffer. I, I've had it as well. It's, you know. Yeah, it's okay. It's nothing that I would, like, you know, cross the street for. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I just had it out of curiosity, and it was, it was okay-ish. Yeah, no, it's, uh, well, I mean, deer. I've eaten lots. I've had lots of deer because deer are a popular meat mm-hmm. Uh, and they're a big-eyed animal, animal, much like cows. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like anything that you can like lock eyes with and like kind of <laughs> yeah. bond. We've got, well, it's true, and I natural, wouldn't. There's a natural thing to protect mm-hmm. big-eyed creatures that we have so we don't like, you know, kill our babies, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you want something that's big-eyed. Yeah. It's the thing with, uh, you know, uh, dolls where dolls used to like be – all old dolls are so creepy looking. And it's because their eyes are too small. Mm. And uh, then someone realized, make the eyes big, and then everyone will immediately love them because yeah. we've got this real uh, basic connection with big-eyed creatures. Because you're like, oh, it's like a baby. We gotta, we gotta protect it. Yeah. You give a baby a, a regular face with little little eyes, and we're like, ugh, what's this ghost monster <laughs> that's gonna be crawling down the hallway? Ugh. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, there. That's a good example because I, I'm repulsed by the idea of eating horse. Mm-hmm. You know, which, have you ever? No, it's a terrible idea to me. But okay. in France, or I, Italy, I, I, I have. Like, in, yeah. we were in we were in Toronto, and it was a French restaurant, and that's yeah. what I was being served. And it was like, that's what I, that's, that's what, what I'm having. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, in France and Italy, it's a common 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 table food. But to me, it's just repugnant. But because I guess, you're bonded with horses, and I guess you see them on a different level. Also, I didn't grow up in a country that went through the Hundred Years' War. Where there's no food left but horses. So, right. You know, it's an eat or be eaten. So. Like, to me, I never ate deer, so it's odd to me to eat venison. Because yeah. It's like, yeah. anytime you introduce a new animal to the mix, Real it good. makes you think, it takes you back a step and makes you, uh, you know, actually consider what you're having. Mm. And if you consider what you're having, you might, like, mm, I'm not quite mm, sure. But then you go, like, well, I'm a hypocrite because I eat this. <laughs> I don't eat that. But, you know. So kind of my my rule is trying to eat uh, no new animals. That was one of the things. Okay. I was like let's not let's not expand the repertoire. Let's try and pull it back as mm. much as possible. Well, I don't think I. Someone said it here. I've got some badger. I don't think I. But have you had squirrel? I have. I have. Had, I've had, have eaten had squirrel. squirrel. No, I've not had, not had squirrel. Yeah. I've had moose. Yeah, I've had. I've moose. had venison. I think moose is very good. Actually, like a moose roast is really good. Mm-hmm. Like really tasty. Although. It's hard to say because the moose and the venison that I've had were, were prepared by a friend who was a very, very good cook. Mm-hmm. And he always made like really good food. Even his, what I found terrible, his, like he would make like a squash stew because that's all he had. He didn't have any meat. So we'd have squash in the, and, uh, and I was just like, squash. Ah! And then I needed to be like, oh, this is so good. Cause yeah, he great. just knew how to make it. Yeah. He knew how to it make it so that flavors it flavors nicely. Yeah. The only problem I have with, uh, with moose. Is that you got to get? It's the, on the loose. <laughs> is that you've got to get the story as well? And there's very few people that will serve you moose that won't tell you a story along with it. And like, oh, oh so like hunting it? You mean? Yeah, I don't want to hear the damn story about how you uh, got the moose. I and guess... like, they've got a long story, <laughs> and then they've got a story of another moose that's unrelated to this moose that you've got to hear about. Yeah. Now I'm like hearing this parade of moose hunting stories, and it's like. You know, if I cared about moose hunting stories, I'd look up a podcast about it and I'd listen to it. But I don't. 
and then what happened? I don't want to know. <laughs> I'd rather distance myself from the from the meal and just eat it as food. Yeah. And not go like, what was his adventure? What was his backstory? Let's 23 and me it. Yeah. Let's go get a DNA sample and find out its roots. It's like, <laughs> oh, just, man, just eat the damn thing. It's fine. It's good. Done. Well, I suppose there's no such thing as a free lunch, so you have to pay for your moose. You do. We got to listen to the story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah One thing a, I like, and, and and then my problem also was, you, it was it was uh, a friend of mine. I won't say his name, but he used to live up in, um, you know, I, I shouldn't actually say where he's from. No, that would tell people uh, who he is. Anyway, he and his dad used to go uh, moose hunting, and his dad would tell the glamorous stories, and then he would tell me the true stories. Okay. Okay. About like. And here's what went wrong. And here's what I had to do. And here's what dad made me do. And then I had to do this. And like, gah! And then like, you don't want to have the moose after that. Yeah, I don't I don't think I could. I was small, well, so I got to crawl inside and get this thing out. Oh, like, okay. what? That's, that's kind of gross. Yep, sure was. Addressing the animal, of course, is not something that too many of us would want to do. But, you know, on the other hand, I do think we have to be honest about our food that we eat. So... Mm-hmm. There's, you know, hunting and dressing your food is probably the more, most honest, yeah. most honest food you'll we ever eat. We have done our best to distance ourselves from our food so and so long. Yeah. Let's let's respect that. Let's respect the distancing that we've tried so so long. Yeah, today. it's interesting. I'm just thinking about we call it beef and not cow for mm-hmm. a reason. My beloved Safeway that that just closed. Oh, um, is it now gone? Yeah, it's okay. closed on May 26. I'm very sad. I went. We went there the last night. Eve, was Eve your daughter that, working there? Until yeah, Eve the worked end. that night, and we went and said bye, you know, hi to her and bye right. to the other people that we knew knew there. They were still, they were still there or were there that night, and they had like a barbecue for the staff after the store closed that night. Just setting the store on fire and just eating. Whatever <laughs> That's <was there>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Run in you. and get whatever you want. Yeah. F you, Sobies, and then. Um, oh, is it from Sobies? Sobies bought Safeway about five years ago. Yeah, so they've been slowly closing the Safeways yeah, down. Yeah, we got. I got a Sobies story to tell you after this. Go ahead. And uh, is it Twitter based? I think I know it. It is Twitter based. You can tell something me. my wife did. Yes. Uh, so yeah, but there, what was, I was going to say that there, their meat, the like the butcher part of the, the department, the meat mm-hmm. department, they actually had like an open butchering area so you could see them oh, do, okay. making the meat and stuff, which I think comes from a time when you you wanted people to know that it was done in the store and you're getting yeah. fresh meat and here we are, we're actually working. I think, but nowadays, I think I think the urge would be to hide that behind a wall so that we didn't, we had even further removed from us the the reality that this is you know meat that's being processed these are animals that are being processed here but i think most of the meat that came was already like cut up into large sections like large chunks that then they would further cut down mm. just to the various steaks and things you know you get your ribeye and you get your tenderloin and you get your t-bone and whatever whatever those parts are from i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know where they actually come from i just know that there are different parts of a of the animal like the tenderloin i think is the the rarer like the 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 rarest spot, like the rarest sort of meat, it has the least the least supply of that meat right. on a cow. But it's not necessarily the best steak, though. No, nope. either. But it's very tender. It lives up to its name. I prefer the ribeye myself. That's that's my uh, go-to steak. I know very little about meat. I just cook it. It's like that's good. <laughs> so far, so good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's nice. We got a lot of good butchers around here too. Like really good butchers. So That's I nice. should learn I should learn this kind of stuff. That's nice. Um, okay, here's the Sobe story. So the Sobe story is there's a commercial uh, that's on TV right now, and this is uh, all 
something my wife noticed. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, of um, uh, grandson and the grandfather. And the okay. gra- have you seen the commercial? No, I don't okay. watch TV. You don't watch TV? I, no. I just pay for it. I don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So uh, grandson and grandfather are going out fishing. And uh, they sit in the boat and they eat gummy worms and they almost catch a fish oh, and they don't uh, they don't catch a fish and then they go to Sobeys and uh, and and they buy a fish and okay. it's like Grandpa asks for a fish that's like whatever I'm I'm putting my hands apart this big and the yeah. sun goes this big and okay you get a fish and then you see them eating in the backyard with the family and they're they're you know enjoying their lie and no one's really sort of yeah sure. everyone's having a good time and whatever and so it's like the gra- the bonding of the grandfather and the grandson yeah and the song that they're playing is uh, you may. Make Love and Fun by Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Yeah. To which um, Pia yeah. uh, went, uh, that's a very sexual song that shouldn't be about a grandfather and his grandson that mm. are out there. And uh, and she commented on it, saying, yeah, how it was about the, the, the uh, an affair with the band's lighting uh, director and uh, okay. all this stuff. Uh, and uh, Sobeys responded to that. Yeah. Like, no, we just think it's a nice song. That's okay. all this. And other people responded like, no, that's not what the song is at all. <laughs> and we were reminded of um, Arrested Development where uh, all these family members start singing Afternoon Delight and, and, okay. and halfway through the song realize, oh, this isn't the good song to sing with your family member at all. Uh, it sounds like an innocent song until you go, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. And yeah. It's the same thing with You Make Love and Fun. It's not, uh, no, that's not what the song is. It's, it is a romantic song. Uh, yeah, but I mean, songs kind of take on their own life. I mean, I'm sure you could look back at lots of songs that, you know, come out of somewhere and we just yep. kind of turned it into to our own thing sure you know? but this so. song was always about yeah i'm sure it was i'm not yeah i'm not sure you're right basically you sure. make sex fun sex, yeah, yeah. sex is a great time with you you're really you're having a good time this I think is good it's not uh, eating gummy words with your grandfather <laughs> in a boat and uh, doing the thing so yeah sure so uh, uh Sobeys and my wife had a little twitter back and forth that's fine you feel free to attack sobies i would rather attack them for their for yeah their, you're a big um, sobies defender right now it's weird that you yeah, really picked up I'd the rather, sword for no uh, no i'm not trying to defend them i'm just kind of like well that's the nature of music is uh but no no she's please. not attacking she's no, no, making fun i of. don't want you to make fun of them i want you to attack them okay for their, so, but their you horrible can... their horrible practice of shutting down stores and putting people out of work that's uh that's more concerning to me than their is, there, use is of, there not an option oh, for you your daughter to work fun. at Sobeys, or do they just hire a whole new staff? Because that seems like a dumb thing for Sobeys to do. It's like there seems uh, to be a lot of people who are well trained in and uh, in, in, in these things. Well, they're not going to have a deli department, so okay. So she's she's not. But well the other trained staff, like anything. the cash, like when <laughs> I when IJ shut down by our by our place, and mm-hmm. I think it was like Savon uh, took over. Uh, it's the same staff. They just went. Yeah, it's why would we. Why would they sure, bring I mean, in that, a whole bunch of they new have, people when they They have the option. A lot of most people chose the buyout option. Mm. I think out of the hundred and forty people that worked in the store, five people are staying to stay with the new Freshco that's opening. Okay. Five people went to other stores and everyone else just took the buyout and left. Partly because like they were making they're making good money as Safeway employees because of the the union contract. But as a fresh go, they would go back down to minimum wage. Oh, okay. And so that's Ooh, a big chop. Yeah. You know, that's like $10 off of your income. Yeah. And that's not too good for most for most people. That $10 an hour is a is a big part of their... Yeah, I don't work there, but I'm going to take the buyout as well. <laughs> so you took the buyout. I, I, worked yeah. at, I worked at Fake Safeway for a night. Uh, okay. I'm doing a commercial, so sure. I, I'll take the buyout. You take the buyout from that. Yeah, take I the really fake am buyout. still trying to find that commercial just because I want to show you... When I used to do the fake version of the job that your uh, okay. that your daughter did for real, yeah, yeah, you know. no, I mean you've had a really 
it's a it's a tough job working the deli. Oh, I didn't realize it sounded until like so many different things that you had to do. It was just ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. And then so you know, just the normal things, obviously, that everyone knows that you do in a deli, which is people go up and and order meat, and you cut meat for them, and then you put it in a bag and you give it to them. But you also you know, or you order a salad and then they put the salad in a bucket and then they give you the bucket of the salad with a price on it. But they also had to make the salads. Mm-hmm. They had to make the chicken, the rotisserie chicken. They had to make sandwiches for people. They had to make sandwiches to put out for buying in the sandwich counter or whatever. They had to make the chicken wings and then the the, the potato thing, you know, stuff that people like as well. They made a variety of different potato things. Yeah. Some people like different types of potato salad. They're, Crazy. Well, the potato salads, but also like the cooked potatoes, like the kind of big fries and oh, stuff like that they would fries. make as well. People like different types of fries. They would make the seven-layer dips. Mm-hmm. They would make the cheese and meat trays. They would make the pizzas. So they, it was a busy job. Right. And, you know, for thirteen twenty-five an hour, it just seemed like, Did you wow. ever resent the people who invented the seven-layer dip? Because, like, three layers is enough, right? Like, when if you, like, hit, like, five layers and just went, not I'm, enough layers, more layers. <laughs> like, that's, that's enough for layers, yeah. right? Yeah, like, I like. At that the point, it just becomes a hot. Mess. I'm a fan of the seven layer dip. So seems a bit too much. Too, no, no, too many not, layers. It's not a, not too many layers. It's just the right Would amount. Would you ever consider an eight layer dip? What's the eighth layer? That's a good question. I don't even know what the seven the seven layers. Of are. Of course you don't. There's no one could beans. Yeah, cheese. Yeah, sour cream. Sour cream. Uh, uh, guacamole. Right. Guacamole. Okay, so we got five now. Or right. We got four. Have we got salsa in there? I think. Oh, salsa. Yes. So that's six, right? Okay. What's the seven? Is there a meat layer in it? No. I don't think so. No, some people can't have that. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. That would be your eighth layer. It would be your ground beef then. Oh, there we go. We're at, we're adding a layer. Yeah. Well, now we now it all comes back to meat. <laughs> Always. I know that cuts some people out of it, but if you're going to do an eighth layer, I mean, what else going to be? Yeah, I think you're right. It has to go. You already have, have the go beans. Meat. You've already stuff. got beans, so that you're yeah. doubling down on your protein. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. All right. I, I wish I could. I wish Maybe I could a layer of Pepto Bismol just to like counter it all and kind of <laughs> soothe your stomach. Oh, those are that's good. That's. That's like a good sports food, like a good sports watching food, seven-layer dip. Mm-hmm. If you're going to watch some sports, if you're going to watch the Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors tonight and cheer on whatever team you like. Right. Are you a fan of either team? No, I hate baseball or basketball. I'll see. You even thought it was baseball. That's how much you <laughs> no, disliked I like, it. I like baseball. Okay. It's not that I hate basketball. It's just that it changed. it's changed a lot since I watched it as a as a young lad. I like the... Although I think that teams... I think it's kind of coming back into like for the idea of formations rather than just like some guy clearly traveling down the center and doing some ginormous dunk which I, you know, I know that's fun and exciting but it's not really basketball you know like basketball is a team sport okay and you know the idea of the team sport is that they got into formations you'd go down and you get into defensive and offensive right. formations now it's more showmanship and, and the idea was like kind of a you know it's kind of a chess match of of you know, what kind of formations would work in certain situations and things. And the players had to know these formations and get into them. And you have your point guard who was feeding the, the players and you had lots of passing around. And that's kind of come back into the sport, actually. So it is kind of more exciting. But I'm really suspicious of a sport where I feel like there's a really subjective element, especially at the end of the game, where the refs can just call willy-nilly hmm. uh, uh, fouls on players. And so you end up with all these free throws. And what should be, you know, so you have a game that, you know, takes it takes an hour to play until the very last ten minutes of the game, where it takes three hours to play. You know, and it just feels I don't know, I'm just not into it. But I feel like nowadays most sports have got to the point now where there's this element where the refs control the game to such a degree that 
it takes the players out of the game and just becomes a game about refereeing rather than a game about the players. They used to have this um, GM place, which now calls itself many other things. Rogers Arena? It goes by many names. It's like the devil. Um, but when, back, one name. Back when, uh, what's that? One name, Rogers it, Arena. Yeah, but it's gone by many names. GM place? Yeah. And Rogers Arena. The garage. Many other things. Well, the garage is because, anyway. Whatever. It's, fine. it's gone by many, many names. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like the devil. It's like, it is exactly the devil. Why do you keep defending the devil? <laughs> And Sobeys, <laughs> is my question. But um, we would occasionally do halftime shows for the Grizzlies when they were there, the basketball Okay, team. okay. And so we'd be able to see Grizzlies games and, uh, you know. But the same place did uh, ba- basketballs, did hockey. Yeah. And they seemed like you couldn't have two more different games, like in the same spot. It was just yeah. so weird. Yeah. You know, just like you watch basketball and you're watching constant scoring, constant, constant, constant showboating scoring. <laughs> so much craziness then a yeah. guy in a bear suit comes out and does a flip and smashes a thing into a what the fuck is this yeah just like blah, 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 blah. it was so america 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 yeah and then you know it'd be, it'd be the hockey and it's like it's hockey and like <laughs> how many goals i don't know two that's a lot a bunch it's not as little as soccer but it's like still yeah, yeah. it's not a lot of goals for the most part it's like take your time relax I'd say the average amount of number of goals in a hockey game is five okay there you go for a whole game yeah you know, uh, whereas, uh, you know, basketball is just like, look, 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 more, more, more to where you you, you get worn down. Yeah. You're like, well, that is exciting. Now that's amazing. Well, I'm watching Shaq get another one. <laughs> well, I've seen Shaq like sink, you know, 12 baskets so far. So yeah. like, is this one going to be any different? I don't know. Sure. And then, of course, I'm bitter because uh, Ronald McDonald hit me in the kidneys uh, and uh, messed me up for a couple of days there because uh, he was also doing the halftime show. It was a Ronald McDonald on uh, roller skates. Okay. He came and he accidentally was big swinging arms, clocked me in the kidneys. Oh, really? And really like, oof, just like messed me up for a bit. Huh? Now that I think about it, that would have been a good lawsuit, damn it. But uh, <laughs> nope. Fuck. It would have been like the Grizzlies and Ronald you're, McDonald. You're too Canadian. There was a very deep pockets there. Yeah. You're too Canadian. Oh, well, that's my mistake. Yep, you just uh, you just took it like a man. I did. I um, I speaking of things that you take like a man. Uh, oh, uh, had a birthday this uh, weekend. <laughs> okay, and and that's and I you know is that taking it like a man having no, a you birthday? Gotta take it. Okay, you gotta admit it. You so gotta, were you gonna? Does a normal person complain about it then? Yes, I would say people Com- complain about their birthdays. Yeah, I think so. Oh. People uh, don't like getting older. I think people are. Uh, well, it you know, beats you the alternative. Everyone. That's that is true. There's only two options. It's a binary choice. You can either get older or stop getting older, which means that's that you right. are stopping In the getting present, there is. Stopped. Though you can always reflect on the past and go like, hey, remember when you felt like young and that's whatnot? True. Yeah, which yeah, I'm fine with. I like now. Now is fine by me. Um, but uh, try... So, yeah, I had a, had a very nice... Uh, so you had a nice birthday? Had a nice birthday, yeah. I went, wished you a happy birthday. Thank you very much. And I will, I'll say thank you for you wishing a happy birthday. I had a nice time. We went with uh, our friends uh, David and Allison to uh, a, a sushi place. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was like uh, some crazy good sushi. And uh, one, of, one of the other things that uh, I did for the, for the first time uh, was... Uh, though I didn't do sushi for the first time, but um, I went to a VR place. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting, Dave. It's interesting. I have seen some of the graphics for it, and what, what, when I saw them, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting because they're so simple that it's almost like you're going back to the, right. the old, old days a of, bit of, that. of arcade games." Yeah, I think like some of the smarter ones, they they've learned from this is this is where I think video games like go. Uh, 
Um, what was that? Well, doi. <laughs> is like a couple of years back, there was a system called the Wii that came out. I remember that. And, and the Wii was, was insanely popular. And it wasn't necessarily popular with gamers and people who already played games. It was popular with people that uh, just like picked it up and went, oh, I get it. Well, how do you bowl? You just take this stick and you just move forward mm. and release. Yeah. Now you're bowling. Hey, you want to know how you play baseball? Hold <laughs> it up like a bat. Yeah. Bat. Yeah. Oh, how do you golf? Let me tell you. Put it down like a golf club. Golf. And this thing sold a gabillion okay. copies. And then the next whatever came out, like the Wii Who U. Who made the Wii? Was that Nintendo? Nintendo. Okay. And then the Wii U came out with a screen and a bunch of other stuff. And it wasn't simple and it didn't do that well. Yeah. Now they got the Switch and they're trying to kind of go back to it. But it's 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 still not as intuitive as as the Wii. Yeah. So when you when you try the VR stuff... Yeah, you're right. It is some some of it is fairly simple. And that's not a that's not no a, no. It's not. not it's criticism. not. It's actually a benefit because yeah. it's such a bizarre experience that by making it simple, it may, brings your focus to things. And almost the simpler, the better, especially at this early adoption stage. And I could see like this being very very mainstream once mm. the helmet gets lighter and other things you know yeah. get a little yeah. better. It's just like oh yeah yeah this is you've gotten back to virtual bowling. You've gotten back sure. to baseball. You've gotten sure. back to this. The game that I was playing, uh, it's called Beat Saber, which is very popular with a friend of mine at work. No shit, it's amazing. He loves it. Yeah. It combines Guitar Hero and uh, Star Wars. So you're playing to music. Yes. You have objects coming towards you. That's correct. Which you are you have to cut and you have to bisect with your with yeah, your saber. I don't know if you've ever but played. you have to bisect them in the with in the orientation of the angles on, on the sometimes crates or whatever. Yeah, there's a couple options. Sometimes it'll tell you the way to do it. Sometimes mm. it'll tell you the color you should use to okay. do it. Sometimes okay. it'll just go, eh, hit anything you want. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. And then occasionally like a giant wall will come and you'll have to move out of the way or ah, duck down or yeah. what have you. But you don't need to... Like it's very flexible as to how you want to play the game. Sure, sure. Um, but the simplicity of like being able to like look down and see a lightsaber in your hand like two lightsabers and they feel like lightsabers yeah and when you cross them you get that and okay. it's like it really does feel like oh yeah. i got a lightsaber now here comes some music oh okay and uh it's 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 quite an incredible experience like the, mm. the first thing they do is they put the helmet on you and they, they give you the orientation this isn't that game it's just like this general orientation they had at this vr place and and you go like oh this will be fine you know this will be like I, I like I've I've tried a little bit of this and it's yeah. like yeah it's fine, but they put the helmet on and and the room just melted away and it was this incredible lab that was around you and it was just like oh this is the start of something huge and that was taking you through how all the stuff worked so you know it was showing you look down at your hands and it's virtual hands yeah but. But you're reading them as your hands, because they've also got the controllers in your hands, which look like the controllers in your hands. And it's like, all right, just hit this button. You hit this button, and then like a balloon comes out, like just inflates a balloon. And you're like, I wonder if I can hit that balloon with this. And you can. You hear the bunk. And it's just that enough of vibration that you're like, I feel like I'm hitting a balloon. I'm just making balloons, wow. and there they go. Or you hit another button, and a laser goes off, and it's got enough like charge back that you're actually feeling like this is something. And it's like it really does fool your brain into feeling that you're somewhere else. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty amazing. Hmm. Yeah. And then I wasted a lot of time with a bow and arrow set uh, shooting orcs. That was pretty fun. <laughs> that does sound fun yeah. as well. Here's an interesting sort of side to this is I was reading an article uh, in The Stranger from the Seattle paper. Um, and I was interested in it because 
I'm I'm always interested in people who are internet shamed and sort of lose right. We've talked about that on the show a couple of times. And so uh, there's a writer for the stranger who quite often writes about these sort of things. And so I was reading this interview that she had done with this person who was sort of unwilling to talk about his life, except that if she would talk about what he's doing now, because he started off as a, a writer, he was a writing instructor, and he wrote an article. It was kind of a snarky article of talking about how you know, I maybe talking about how writing programs were a waste of time. If you weren't a weren't a writer, why are you doing these things? As in taking a class? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And probably you know, probably to someone who's been doing this for a while, and this sort of frustrated article talking about this. Sure. But anyway, so he wrote this article. It got. I don't know if it was a slow news week on Twitter that week or whatever, but it suddenly blew up, blew up in his face. He lost his job. He lost his friends. Blah, oh, blah, blah. wow. And that seems pretty extreme for. Uh, it does. For but I think, you know, he was coming in from an angle. And, and, and I think you would argue against him. His argument was that you can't teach someone to write, that you have to be able to write. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that before with yeah. with comedy. That's a pretty strong argument of like comedy classes are a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Either you have it or you don't. Yeah. You just got to do it and yeah. that's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I and disagree with it. But yeah, yeah. I, I know you disagree yeah. with it. And that but this is his I don't want anyone to lose their uh friendships and careers. Yeah, life. yeah. So he said this and like yeah, like I say, this is one of those things where you know, the internet, the pile on element of the internet. But what was interesting in this article is that he had kind of he become interested in VR. Mhm. And he so he left the world of writing because he lost his job and, and it was hard, you know, it's, once you do that, you know, you have this kind of reputation that makes it hard for you to continue on in this sure. this sphere that you'd been in before. Now you've kind of alienated everyone around you and you've cut off connections. And or things. you might bring the mob with you and they don't That's want right, that. That's right, yeah, they don't right? want that as well. It's almost exactly. like you've got a disease, a contagious disease. Well, well, stay away from me because I don't want these people to come to our yeah, website, so that's, just that's, stay, stick around where you that's are. That's right, exactly. And so... He kind of fell into this world of VR and he realized that he realized that there's all these people who are very good at tech but have no way of describing what they're doing. And his writing skills suddenly became mm. valuable there because he was in this world where people didn't have writing skills. They were tech savvy, they understood how to create things, but they didn't know how to take their ideas and make them palatable or make them understandable to the world. And so he was talking to this writer and he had her put on these headphones and he played some music for her and it was just it's kind of like this new adjunct to vr which is this incredibly immersive sound system they've mm-hmm. created that doesn't require but different headphones it it uses it uses a program to create this sense that it's happening all around sure. you yeah. just in a normal pair of earbuds yep and so add that to VR and it'll make this incredibly immersive experience. I'm more I'm not interested in the VR part of it. I am interested in, in the sense of listening to music in this way. I'm really curious mm-hmm. to hear what it would sound like. Just to hear music in this incredibly like surround sound immersive way that isn't like a 5.1 mix or whatever that's especially done that you have to put on your that you have to can only listen to in your DVD player because you, you don't have like 5.1. I don't have 5.1 on my surround my right. CD player, right? So if I'm going to listen to now, when you say you're not interested in VR, when you're thinking of VR, what are you picturing as the thing you're not interested in? Well, I like you're like yeah, yeah, I'm not because I'm not a huge video game player. Okay, so, so you think of it as video games. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. I mean, maybe if it was something that was like exploring mm-hmm. a place, like this you know, is the thing. It's like there's so many. There's variables. somewhere in the world that you want to yeah. see, and you can be in the middle of it. Or like on top okay. of any mountain. I would be. Yeah, I would be interested in this. It would be fun to do if it was more physical and you were climbing like a rock face, 
And you could oh, have so like you're this looking sense. at the interactive element. If yes. you could do like a free solo sure. VR, I would be very interested in that. You could, you could, yeah. Like even sure. like the kind of terror that you'd have, I'm like looking down. Pretty and all that sure stuff. they've got. I'm pretty sure that exists. Yeah, yeah that I'm would sure. be that would be. I would be interested in that. And part it's of all it. like to me something that I you know I would be interested in is uh, undersea stuff, like undersea mm. exploration. Yeah, like, yeah. What would that What would that be like? Yeah, that would be know. interesting as well. It's uh, so I'm curious in that way. Like, yeah. I mean, Beat Saber sounds fun, but you know. It's a game. My, Either you like it or you don't. Yeah, it's a game. And, and it's also, it's not a million miles away from like a Dance Dance Revolution or any other rhythm yeah, game. Yeah. You know. And my boredom threshold, once I reach it, I'm not interested anymore. And I have a low boredom threshold. So, <laughs> so, you know, things have to keep keep being different or interesting to me to be in, to be keep my Did attention. you get uh, bored with the like rock band? Yes, I did. Yeah. I never really played rock band too much, but, but with you. Right. You but played through a lot of the uh, Beatles the, one. The Guitar Hero... Guitar Hero, I enjoyed. I mean, I I played it a lot. Like, I got to the point where I could, my fingers could move without my thinking about it. You know, like, so I got to very to the very high levels of playing. There's only a few songs that were def- that defeated me at, at expert or whatever. But yeah, after after a while, you know, you're like, okay, I've got here. I don't need to go any farther. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not I think actually people, learning a guitar. I'm no, people. In, there was one called Rocksmith, which would teach you guitar. Yeah, that didn't end up being that popular. But yeah, I think people just generally just went, "Yep, yeah, we're good with guitar. Hero. We're good yeah. with rock band. Yeah, We've yeah. gone as far as we're going, and then we're going. Sure. That's fine. That's good. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, it's fine. Will it last? Something you, I think is on. interesting with like VR. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways it can go and so many things it can do. One is, yeah, just exposing you to different parts of the world is like, mm-hmm. wow, that would be, that'd that's, be something. That's cool. Um, but, uh, they go to a VR tour of the Tintin Museum. There you are. Yep. Or Erge Museum. That would be, I'd yep. rather go there. And but then you could yeah. immediately connect to the locations that are in the books and go like, what does it really look like? Oh, what yeah. does this place really look like? That'd let's go cool to, her, let's go to where Hergé grew up. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go to where he drew. Yeah. Um, something that I think is like an obvious thing is, uh, and people have been talking about this is for, uh, for shut-ins, you know, people that just cannot get out mm-hmm. and about. Agoraphobes or whatever. Yeah. Or, or even agoraphobes. Are... Yeah. Or someone who's, you know, ill or for yeah. some, whatever reason. Although it probably would still, it'd probably be too real for, for, agoraphobes that even go to vr i wonder you know it could it might i'm curious but yeah yeah there's gonna be a lot of interesting things because it does trick your brain mm-hmm. so like will it will like if you're scared of heights and you're getting all the sensations that you are high but you know that you're not you literally know that you are not it can still affect you though yeah it can but then will you be able to at some point possibly overcome mm. that fear will your brain realize oh you're safe and then yeah. how will that affect you in reality when you've kind of done the virtual you know thing yeah and also for training for things you can do things virtually over and over again until you've kind of got something down and then like right here we go like for for all the people do you know um training in a cockpit or what have you you've got well we're gonna sim- simulate stuff really fucking accurately yeah let's see what this will be like i mean my my thing uh which i think i've talked about is uh i like the idea of like maybe uh seeing plays that you couldn't see anywhere else like that you were in the in the audience from okay. a certain perspective yeah uh, i'm i mean i think the technology could get to the point where that would make sense and it would be a really interesting way of doing things because problem when you when you watch a video of a play or even if you see a play in a movie theater you're still just getting you're not getting that feeling you of don't being have the, the physical audience. the physical connection to the actors but if you are in a yeah. vr situation you can actually look around a little bit mm-hmm. you know the 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 problem with the movie theater version is it's directing your eye where it should go and that's not what a play is a play yeah. is you choosing where to look yeah and uh same with concerts it would be interesting to see like if it's a concert that you could never go to yeah what was what was that like 
The other yeah. thing about a play is that there's a certain kind of tightrope element to it of the actors on stage doing something that they can't correct. Right. If things go wrong or things go awry or they forget a line, you know, so there's that kind of, you're sort of holding your breath in a, in a, in a certain way. You're feeling the tension mm-hmm. of the performance. But, but when you see it filmed, you don't get that sense because you're... Even if you say it's live to tape and we're yeah. not going to take any breaks, it's like, yeah, but... but <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah. There's a slate removal of... of, of of that uh, sense of, of yeah. Uh, if someone fell and broke their leg, you risk. wouldn't show it to me. Mm-hmm. Like this is now. You're not. I'm getting. I'm not getting the now. Yeah. Again, it just feels like it's definitely the start of something with uh, with VR, and it'll be interesting to see oh, yeah. where it goes. As soon as I had like the helmet on, I was like, oh, this is the future. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, this is clearly the future. Well, yep. I'm in a sci-fi freaking world right now. Here yeah, we go. I think the next generation will be. Uh, their kind of dividing line will be. They grew up with VR. And the generation before them didn't. The yeah. generation before them got it as late teens or whatever. But this first generation that's had VR in their lives, their whole lives. And that's going to be like a major seismic, you know, or generational change. Sort of the way the internet was a generational change yeah. between what generations, like my generation that didn't get the internet until they were in their 20s versus kids that had it their whole lives or it was, you know, an option in their And I know lives. people talk about like, oh, and I get nauseous, which is true. You, you know, you're body reacts in weird ways sometimes this kind of thing um but i wonder if that will also be a situation where like i don't think kids now and, and you tell me uh, if you've heard like they don't get nauseous from looking at their screens in a car whereas you know you would read in a car and like or in a bus or something i didn't because i read so much in a bus yeah all the i never, time that never I bothered me it. <laughs> never but it's a pretty me. common thing of like i yeah. can't read mm-hmm. in a bus people yeah. will say because i'm moving and so the idea of like looking at this i immediately get nauseous it's just something that your body goes nope 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 but if you train yourself or if you grow up with it or this is what you've known then uh, but yeah. i don't know anyone that's like like everyone's on their phones on a bus you know, and no one's going, oh, I can't read while I'm on this thing. So we've gotten over that, it feels like, yeah, somehow. The yeah. idea of reading, it's it's like, that's done. So, yeah, you know, we just yeah. got past it. So I feel like that's probably also going to be the case with VR. Sure. It's like the whole, oh, I'm so nauseous. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but then you're going to figure no, no, it I, out. I agree with you. It, they won't. It'll They'll just be... It'll just be part of their lives. Like there will, there'll be no. I mean, there might be. You might. I mean, that's not to say that people won't get vertigo or they won't get motion sickness. Mm-hmm. You know, like a sense of motion sickness from from the feeling of movement from you know from the games or whatever or the experience that they're going through. But that's different. I don't think they'll get sick or or, nause, or they'll be nauseated by the the just the looking at a screen or yeah. having the VR surrounding or whatever and getting disoriented. That's an old person thing, and I think that yes, that's why I mean that's the that's will be the generational divide. You know, people who don't feel comfortable with VR, you know, this just it just feels weird to them, or it's just not. Yeah, I always wonder though with the with the devices and the bus. Again, I see people of all ages like looking at their devices and mm-hmm. like, when did the nausea go away of reading on the bus? Because <laughs> this was yeah. a big thing. Yeah, and like you know, obviously the younger. How much of them are reading though, and how many of them are just looking at games or whatever maybe, playing games maybe but it feels like they're yeah. reading texts and going through like facebook pages and and what have you yeah. that is reading yeah 
yeah, I'm just uh, just kind of curious about that. Anyway, it's an interesting it's an interesting world. So I did that for the first time and made a bunt cake for the first time. So that was a a big adventurous weekend. Why did you make a bunt cake for the first time? Uh, because it was uh, for my birthday, and okay. uh, Pia suggested uh, that we make a bunt cake, and uh, we did. And okay. uh, it was a quality. Did you cake. have? Did you just happen to have the pan? The, we the, have the uh, purchased the pan in the past in okay. order to make a bunt cake. Yeah, and, and we that. made a bunt cake. Okay, was we it made... a spring one or is it just a normal bunt regular? Pan? Okay. Yeah, regular bun mm. cake. Spray mm. it in, cook it up, do the thing. Made a mistake. Here's the mistake. Yeah. We did the glaze, and uh, the glaze filled up the middle of the cake like a well, and it was like that's too much frosting in the middle. Okay. So when you cut it, just it's like oh that's too much. Oh, we should have uh, we should have planned our frosting a little bit better. But uh, aside from that, uh, top drawer. Cool. Yeah, we have a we have a springform bunt pan. We have a normal like a kind of like a cheesecake one, sure. but it has the bunt uh, mold. And then we have like a normal one. And then we have an angel food uh, pan oh, wow. as well, which is totally you different. You are loaded for bear. Jeez. Yeah. Because the angel food one you has these little um, tabs on the, to- on the top of it. So, that, so after you cook it, you flip it over onto these tabs to cool it so it doesn't mm. collapse. So it goes upside down, and and as it as it cools, it won't fall in. How do you go about making an angel food cake? What's uh, what makes well? It you so go to the and store and you buy Betty Crocker uh-huh. angel food cake mix, and then you uh, put it into your mixer and you add the the ingredients they recommend, and then you story checks out. That's good <laughs> Sorry, I, like I, I know that you can make a cake, but I have never had a cake, and I have made cakes from like the Betty Crocker book, like our cookbook, or yeah. the Book of All Knowledge, as I like to call it. But I I always prefer. Like the actual, just the cake mix. Mm. Like I feel like that. If you just get a nice, moist, delicious cake from that. That's that I've never got doing doing it from scratch. Okay. Like I just feel like they've somehow they've solved it. They've they've made it so that it's perfect. The they've you know they they do the flour the best. They it's all good. Just <laughs> put it in the thingy and 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 knock yourself out. Yeah, it's it's always good. Sometimes I'm fine with that. Sometimes you want to make a full thing and yeah, yeah. have the fun of it. Yeah. Sure. Sure, sure. But uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's, um, you know, the the results are, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. I like, I, I don't like pies that I buy at, like at a store. Oh. I like, I prefer my pies. Okay. I think my pies are better, but I've never like made a cake that I thought was better when than a cake. When did you start making pies as a young man? Uh, when we, when we uh, moved to our, our house, I started making pies because we, I wanted to have a pie for dinner one night and I right. thought, well, I'm going to make a pie. So I went to my Betty Crocker cookbook, and I got their their dough recipe, and I and I and I made it, and then I made the the pie. Nice. And the one thing I learned making pies is don't put all the ingredients in they recommend. Like often they'll be like, add some lemon, add some this, add some cinnamon. Cinnamon's okay in, a, in an apple pie, mm-hmm. but when I make it like a fruit pie, like blueberry or or um straw, raspberry pie, or whatever, I just it's just sugar, flour, and then the, the berries. Gotcha. I don't add anything extra to it. I don't. I don't see the point of that. Add allspice. Add, no, get rid of that stuff. Like, just we're making a berry pie. We don't need to <laughs> add a bunch of spice to it. So yeah, I just I just make it. Uh, and I always get compliments on my my crust. Yeah, I'm like, and I always say the same thing. I'm always like, it's just the recipe from Betty Crocker. It's not even a fancy recipe. You don't think of like uh, ever just going buying a crust? No, no. Okay. No, it's, it's so easy to make a pie crust. It's like okay. the easiest thing to make. Literally the easiest thing you can make. I mean, I guess there's some work in it involved. Like, you know, you have to like do the cut, cut in the yeah, shortening. Yeah, it looks like a lot of work to me. That, but it's it's not that much work. Or it's, it's, no, like, it's no different than mash make making mashed potatoes. 
Okay. Like, would you would you think it like sensible to go to go and make get by mashed potato powdered like powdered mashed potatoes because you don't like doing the mashing? Like, it's not that much work, right? No, but I do go and I do buy already made mashed potatoes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I've never done that. Yep. Because this is so easy just to use the masher and just mash them up. What the heck? Yeah, I don't know. Just cutting them in with that little slicer kind of thing. I don't find it that much work. And then putting in the water. I get, and I, I guess I, I guess the way you're describing it, it sounds like it's a bit of work. You enjoy it though. Here's what you do: do what you love, and it's you never put in work. some flour. Yes, sir. You put in a little bit of salt. Okay. You you put in your shortening. You right. cut cut in your shortening. Then you once once you've mixed it in, then you add a little bit of water and you toss it with a fork while you do that. So you add a bit, like a tablespoon of water, mm-hmm. toss with a fork. Add another t- tablespoon of water, toss with a fork. Do that like four or five times until okay. you feel like it's wet enough, and then you're done. <laughs> and you, then you roll it out, and then you put it in the pie thingy, and then you add your ingredients. And if you're and if you're kind of lazy like I am, it seems more complicated, but it's actually easier to use a little. Um, I have a little wheel, and it cuts it cuts these little serrated pieces of crust. And so I'll cut I'll cut strips of crust, and then I'll make a crisscross pattern. A lattice thing. A lattice top. Yeah. And it feels people are going to be like, "Oh, you made a lattice top. Well, that's a lot of work." Hey, it's actually easier than trying to like roll out a second thing and have like a full top on it. It's easier just to like roll out like a blob and then cut out the strips and then crisscross them onto it. Yeah, it looks better too. You get to see the the filling, yeah, which is your star. Right? It does look better. It, it, people are always impressed, but it's actually to me, it's easier than trying to get that full top on. Hmm. And there's some pies that you just have to do a full top on. Now, would you say that pies are if you're if you were to say you got to make something and it's the your impressive thing in the yeah. kitchen, are pies your thing? Yeah. Okay. If I'm if I'm if I have the time and I'm going to like bring food to someone's place, I'll, I'll always make a pie. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this then possibly as our question of the week is uh, what's something that you make that is your impressive thing? Mm. Like what's your dazzling thing that you can make that people go whoa? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. When I'm at home, it's probably a pasta sauce. I can make a really good pasta okay. sauce. Okay. Yeah. But if you're going to go to someone's house and you're going to bring something. Uh, if I'm going to try and dazzle someone, I would probably bring um, uh, an Autolenghi uh, mushroom parcel. What? Um, what it is, it's uh, it's mushrooms and potatoes. Okay. And a couple other things. Yeah. And you um, you uh, wrap them in parchment paper. I and see. And you seal it up. Okay. And then you bake it in the oven and then people can cut it open and it comes out steaming and it's just uh, really oh. crazy delicious. That sounds good. It's like crazy delicious. Yeah, It's yeah. like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and even if you screw good. up like one or two of the ingredients, it's still got enough good to it that mm. Uh, mm, you have that with a little bit of rice. So, so good. That's like the little dazzling thing. Yeah. I wonder if Betty Crocker, like cake powders, cake mixes and stuff, uh, kind of spoiled us in that like an actual like homemade cake isn't quite the same anymore. Like, yeah, it's like I mean, I mean that like I've made homemade cakes, but they're not to me, not quite as good as. Yeah, Although okay. Mary makes good cakes. She I'm makes better cakes than me. I'm trying to remember the documentary. It was about a Buddhist baker. And he was saying like one of his biggest um, conflicts was he could not make uh, uh, buns that were as good as, uh, or biscuits as good as Pillsbury. Mm. Like you try his and go like, this is really good. Yeah. But it's not Pillsbury. Yeah. And yeah. and then one day he just went, so what? These are mine. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, if yeah. you want Pillsbury, you can have Pillsbury. They exist. Yeah. I shouldn't have to like make my stuff better than them. But uh-huh. like, I think like Pillsbury biscuits have like ruined people for biscuits to a degree as well. Because mm. you can have these things that are like, they're, they're easy. They're easy. And they're- the only problem is you, you have to eat them within an hour or they turn to 
just rocks. Is that they're right? Just, yeah, you cannot yeah. you cannot have I don't them. Think like I've never had their biscuits actually. Really, they're yeah. quite old. Oh, okay. Lisa but, makes these great like kind of drop like cheese biscuits. Like, okay, when we have like chili or or something like that, she'll make these delicious uh, cheese biscuits. I guess I can only call them that. And they're just like <laughs> it's like lumps that she's thrown onto a. Like they're not like even like biscuit shaped. They're not like right. a like our sense of like sort of like a smaller muffin, like an English muffin. It's sure. a bit smaller than that. That's what the I think of the Pillsbury ones as being like that. Hers are kind of like they're just these kind of little little tiny mini mountains, but they're really good. Cool. And you can cut and they have green they have green onion and uh, cheese. Okay, in them. you got me on the green onion. Yeah, I'm all for that. That sounds uh, <laughs> that sounds really quite good. Yeah, no, they're they're very good. And I was trying to think of what the, good with the chili. What the third thing was that I did because I went like I've done three things. You know, it was like a VR bunt cake, and I was like, "Oh, that's right." It was a uh, got a uh, got a pedicure for the first time. Okay, have you ever done that's that? That's a foot. That's a foot cure, right? Yes, that's yeah. uh, that's where they um, yeah, just you know, cut your to- toes and mm-hmm. give you a foot rub mm-hmm. and what have you. I could and, never do it, but uh, okay. Why don't you tell me why you can't do it? Well, because on my one big toe, I have a fungus. Yeah, that I got. I don't know where it came from. Actually, mm-hmm. I got it before I went to the gym regularly, so I don't think I got it from the gym. Okay. I just don't know. I don't know if I got it from, I somehow got it from horses or something. I have no idea like how I got it. It's weird. Okay. But anyway, so, because horses also got a fungus. Onicomycosis, Ani, some kind of name. Anyway, so so I'm just too ashamed of it to be able to get a manicure but what did, or a pedicure. But what did okay. you think of your pedicure? Okay, well, I want to kind of get into your thing though. Uh, real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll get into mine. Sure. So can you not get this cured? I suppose I could. I think there are like pills you can take or whatever, but I never. Okay, bothered. there's no. Uh, okay, because I had a, um, a fingernail infection earlier this year, and so I got this antifungal uh, mm. ointment that worked really great, and it got rid of it. Yeah, that would not work for you, or you're not interested in that. Ah, uh, sorry to get into your toe fungus situation, but I'm yeah. just concerned about your. Did you have to push it underneath the the nail to get? No, no, you just like kind of slather it on. Okay, help, you know, like mm. uh, you know, once a day, and it. Uh, yeah. Took care of business because fungus uh, doesn't like certain things and it'll go it'll go away. Mm, okay. Yeah, I would say give. I want I want to make sure that you're okay and you're healthy and everything. And yeah, no, it's fine. You, it hasn't it hasn't. It's nothing to do with bothering. Hasn't moved to my brain. It has, you know, it's nothing to do with bothering. That I know of. But if it's something that can be like easily cured, which I'm sure it probably which, is. Which yeah. if it's a fungus thing, it can. Um, you should probably get that done. I guess it's I fine. should. But you know what? Here's a, here was one of the reasons why you're mentioning that. Uh, I'm kind of a little foot ashamed myself. Okay. You know, because I got a little bit of athlete's foot and just like okay. you know a little something that's like ugh, you know, trying to take care of everything and just yeah. like you know you do your stuff but you know but uh you know you're a fella who i was like oh, my feet Ugh. you know that's <laughs> not uh it's not great this is not not a good yeah, situation I just, don't, I just don't walk around i mean i like them up. they work mm. i can walk on them that's, that's i can a, kick a ball if i need those to are all or benefits. i can do many things yep. but you know i felt a little foot shame and then I was like, you know what? Let's just see. There's there's professionals, yeah, and their whole job is to make your feet look okay. Yeah. And yeah. So I asked Pia if she'd be down with doing that with me. And the last time she had one done was really fast at uh, at our wedding. Okay. And in Hawaii, and uh, she got that done. And so I was like, uh, okay, let's uh, let's. Do it. The only time I ever had a manicure, I was doing a commercial, and they had a shot of my hands, and so they had to fix my nails because my nails were a mess. Okay. And it was a lot of like jamming the cuticles, and really it was like yeah, painful, yeah. and it was like, oh, I don't like this at all, but yeah. I'm getting paid at least for this. Yeah. So I was worried it was going to be like that, and it wasn't. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, no, it's very, very comfortable. And at the end of it, you just like look down at your feet and just go, hello, handsome. All <laughs> right. Nice. Yeah. Say. It's weird not like being ashamed of uh, your feet. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, it was So do you wear good. sandals for the next week? Well, let's not go crazy. Oh. <laughs> uh, they did try to hard sell me and uh, my wife was on board with this. She was like, uh, you guys, you should do, get your nails done. Like, what do you mean? Like, color your nails. No, I, why would I color my nails? Yeah. Uh, I was like, I got to go to a pool. I got to go to a public pool. I'm oh, not yeah. Color my nails. That sounds even better. Well, I'm not. Uh, you could have got them done white. What's that? Could have painted them white. Could that would have been fine. Have. Yeah, yeah, that's I, that, that's a possibility. But it was a very nice. Uh, it was a very nice experience. And so far, I haven't gotten an infection or anything. As occasionally, you sometimes do. You hear place. about that? Yeah. You hear about stories? Yeah. And you yeah. know, so now, so how'd you like the hepatitis? Like, oh boy, I don't <laughs> care for this. I got my feet done and leprosy. Yeah. Oh no. But no, it was uh, it was pleasant. It was weird, of course, because anyone touching your feet, you go like, ah, this is weird. Ah, mm-hmm. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, no, it's, uh, I would uh, I would recommend it. Part of our part of our Easter service or or Holy Week services is Monday Thursday, as it's called, which is comes from Mondatum or something like that, which is a word for cleansing. Okay. And there's a foot washing ceremony as oh, part of, course, of the. Of course, yes. And I've never done that either because I'm so I also have foot shame, so right. I just cannot. How do you feel when you go to the pool? Or do you swim? I don't go to the pool anymore. Yeah. Okay. Since do you miss swimming? Up, I do miss swimming. I love swimming. I grew, I was a water baby my okay. whole life. But for whatever reason, not to be going. not to be too personal on this, and mm-hmm. you know, just tell me, uh, tell me to go to hell. Uh, do you go to like see a doctor like once a year or so, just for like? Basic no, I don't go to. The, I haven't seen the doctor for many years. Many many years. Okay. Many many many. Okay, years. is that just because you just like doctors, or you? Don't no, no, it's just that I'm an amazingly healthy person, besides my stupid toe. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really suffer from aches and ailments that may, require me to go to Fair the doctor. Enough. Okay, there's just sometimes basically you go. And just I should go checked. for a checkup. Just go for a checkup. But I have not gone for a checkup but for a while. You've got, you have an ailment. I'll tell you why I don't go for a checkup. What's that? Okay, here's the thing I do before I go to the doctor. Okay, I'm going to the doctors. Okay, I gotta get to the doctors. Oh boy. Okay, I'll just quickly go pee and I'll go to the doctors. Get to the doctors. Well, we just need a pee sample. Why didn't I remember this? Because every time I. Go, I, okay, well, let me just see if I can force a pee. I cannot force a pee. They usually have water there, so you, yeah, yes. you drink a big thing of water, and then you uh, wait. It's a waiting game. It's a, it sure is a waiting you game. Know, just go to the waiting room and uh, take your time and read a magazine, and you're going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, What's, what was happening in Canada five years ago? Let me look at these magazines. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, but uh, you, you have an ailment right now. And you have an ailment. I do? Yeah, your fungus on your toe. Oh, I think you mean an ailment. Ah, exactly. I want to get an annulment from this conversation. <laughs> but, you know, uh, we have we have this uh, thing here in Canada, which are pretty great, which uh-huh. are these walk-in clinics. Oh. So what you do... Yeah. I mean, we have a family doctor. I could make an appointment. Yeah, you could. Go. You could. Yeah. Uh, there's appointments, but I also... I really like a walk-in clinic. Okay. Just walk into the clinic. Yeah. And it's usually like maybe a 20-minute wait or something. Yeah. And yeah, you'd read the dumb magazines or you bring your own book. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of like a waiting room. I like a waiting room when I've got my own book and I'm just like, this is great. Just read the book. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm the smart guy. I brought something to read. Everyone else is like struggling to find like good magazines. Yeah, like, yeah. I got a good book because I right. realized I'm going to be waiting. That's what the e-readers for. And then the nice thing is yep. with what you've got, it's not one of these things where you're going to the doctor and going like, I hope this is okay. <laughs> like you're not, you know, you're not sweating over sure. it going like this could be bad. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you've got a thing that you're going to go in and just go, hey, doc. I got a fungus on my toe. What can I do about that? Yeah. And he goes, oh, hey, have this cream. It's just for this kind of shit. Hey, fucking hey, Doc. Thanks. <laughs> hey, how much this appointment going to cost me? Hey, on the house. Wow. What are you doing? Because it's Canada. Boom. 
Yeah. How much is the cream going like to cost? In the Bronx, quite okay. a bit. Yeah. The cream will cost quite a bit. <laughs> but anyway, and you put the cream in your toe, and then the whole thing goes. Uh, uh, luckily, I have a prescription. My prescription is paid for through work, so that's good. I should take advantage of these things, everyone. Ian's right, but I'm, I'm what is called. I don't know. I'm a procrastinator, and I have a better things to do than go to the doctor. Like, Get okay. my toe taken care of. Toe of all I, I things. Don't, I don't know. I think it's a nice thing to do. Uh, I, <laughs> I, and you're talking. To and by me. the way, I'm 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 not. I'm a person actually. I don't really think in that way. Like, oh, oh I'm going to the doctor's. Things are going to be bad. Okay. I go to the doctor. I'm like, this is going to be great. Okay. It's Fair enough. Perfect. Everything's going to be fine. Great. That's a nice attitude to have. It is. Unless it makes it's not you, realistic. Unless it makes you not go for years. That's another problem entirely. Yeah. You know, I'm just like show up know, every once in a while. Remember me, you don't. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I was there. Uh, I was there this morning because at the uh, doctors. At the doctors. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because like a, 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 when we last left our uh, our story, uh, my <laughs> wife found a little something on my back and it, it got rid of it and it yeah. was nothing. It was fine. Okay. And it's absolutely fine. Things and let me just sure. again with this story, everything's fine. So it was just like a thing where. Um, you know, I was getting some dark patches on my face, and I was like, you know what? This is the kind of thing you'd you'd kind of check out. Sure. And there was like a little patch that was on my uh, on my side. Then I'm like, I showed to Pia, and she went, "It's got kind of jagged edges." So you know what? That's a sign. Go get that checked out. I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh, and you're embarrassed. You're just embarrassed to go. Like, mm, I feel stupid bringing even bringing this up. <laughs> but it was a it was a very nice doctor yeah. who was like, "No, of course. That's what we're here for. Let's yeah. check this thing out. Let's look at it." That's fine. Like, first of all, he looked at my face and just went, okay. As, as, and as uh, the answer to most things nowadays, it's uh, age spots. There's oh. so many things called age spots yeah, that yeah. you've got. Like, hey, you got these little red dots. Guess what those are? Those are age spots. Oh. Hey, you got this thing. You know what that's all about? Age spots. Hey, what's this about? Age spots. And it's always like followed up by, it's fine. You're just going to get more of them. This is how this goes. Yeah, they used to call them liver spots, but I have them on my back of my hand. Sure. Like yeah. So that's what I got. That's what I got here on the face. Is I got the dark thing, and he said like, uh, "Oh, those are fine. They, they they're not harmful at all. You can yeah. you can get treatment to get rid of them if you want. But you know, it's one of those that you, you know, there's no reason. Yeah. But he went like, sometimes they will like over time get raised and what have you. And then I showed him the thing on the side, and he went like, like that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. And that's like the next stage. So you know, that was all fine and fine. Yeah. But. uh it reminded me of a show that's uh, on Netflix right now that my my wife likes um, called uh, Embarrassing Ailments. I see. And uh, you'd think that's one of those things like, you know, when things go, like you'd be like, oh, look at this and gawk and this will be like Dr. Pimple Popper or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. haven't really seen Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> um, but what it is, it's, it's a series that... Uh, that, that, that I quite like, and it's British doctors okay. that uh, are dealing with things that people are too embarrassed to really go and see their doctor about, and they're like, we're doctors, let's just check it out and see what it is. And okay. so it's like, oh, here's an embarrassing skin tag on this place that I don't want it to be a skin tag about, and they just kind of break down, this is what you should look for, this is what might be dangerous, this is not dangerous, but hey, no matter what, come check it out, we're doctors, it's fine. And it was quite it was quite nice, and it's quite a refreshing show to see. They treat okay. things with humor and kindness, and you feel like, ah, oh, it's a little bit relaxing, because that is the feeling when you're at the doctor is, I'm wasting their time, or, ugh, they're going to be disgusted by this, or, yeah. ugh, this is the thing. And it's like, no, no, no. And and actually, like, I've been so, since, you know, we had our little uh, breast cancer scare, which, again, turned out to be nothing Thank God. Um, they had an episode about breasts as their second episode. And I was like, I don't know if I want to see this because yeah. it's like too many flashbacks. 
but it was great. It was mm. really relaxing just seeing like all these people just like openly talking about, sure. you know, and, and it was all these women who had different concerns like, you know, I don't, one breast is too small, one's too big, this is this, and everyone's, everyone feels like, ugh, mine are awful, and this is awful, and this is a thing, and ugh. And yeah, it was just a, a, a real nice discussion. There's a, there is a lot of breasts in it if you want to see breasts, uh, if you're like uh, that kind of guy. But, <laughs> well, I, I do like but, seeing breasts. But it's so, it's so casual and so kind. Yeah. And then it's just these doctors, you know, directing them to, you know, uh, deal with these things and also shows how to, how to search for a lump in the right way, which is great. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's a, it's, it was a very interesting show, and I was thinking about that when I was at the doctor today. I was just like, "No, just tell them. You know, if you got a thing, tell them." I wonder how many guys will never go in and get a lump checked, you know, because they're like, "Well, it's an embarrassing part, and I don't want the doctor to see that. Yeah, I don't want to do this. I'm sure it'll go away. It'll be fine. It'll be fine." And it's like, oh, "Just go, just go." But you know, I'm not pressuring you on your toe. I'm just saying, swimming's great. Swimming, <laughs> that doesn't stop great. me. It doesn't stop me from swimming. Okay, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not go swimming because of that. I all right. Swim all the time. When this the sounds like a under. really super easy fix. This sounds like like basically an hour out of your out of your day, <laughs> if that, with a yeah. book. You know, just go and uh, and get her get her all fixed up. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking to myself. I should, probably should make an appointment for a checkup, just at least for my yeah. my prostate and stuff like that. Or, should get checked out. I got, I got, I got that one, and I got, uh, you know, I got them. The it was again. It's a, it's one where you like. This is the thing that I've had doctors say to me with the prostate thing, which kind of yeah. bugs me a little bit. Where they go like, so do you want to get your prostate checked today? And it's like, well, just just say we're going to check your prostate today. Yeah. Just say that. Don't make it like I've, I'm trying to woo you into doing that. Just like, well, if you want to. Well, it's like, well, of course I don't want to, but I don't want to be here for any of this yeah. shit. I don't want to go and give you blood. I don't want to give you urine. I don't want to do any of this. Yeah. But like since we're here... Yeah, let's do it. Don't make. I feel like I'm. I'm having to sell you on it, and uh, but then yeah, we got it done and everything was fine, which is it's the, always a relief to get the. The last uh, time I got my prostate checked was as a blood test, which mm. they can do now. You have to pay for it because it's not covered um, through. I guess because they don't want it. It's more accurate though than than the finger up the bum. Well, I've had the 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 stool version of that, okay, as well. You know, which is the which is like kind of a colon cancer test, mm, yeah. Mm. So because yeah, there might be little specks of blood, and they can they can check that out and see what's what. Well, this conversation has taken a turn, hasn't it? Everyone? It has, and the and the turn and the turn is get this stuff checked because it's like <laughs> important. Um, well, in my defense, because I do sound like I'm very laissez-faire and 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 not. And in, but you know, as a young man, I went to the doctors to check in the fact that my testicles felt weird, mm-hmm. you know, and that was embarrassing as a, as a, um, especially since my mom insisted on coming into the doctor's office with me, you know, so it couldn't be a private conversation where the doctor's oh. like, that was like, you know, well, do you masturbate? My mom's there, and I had to, nope, never, no. Of course, I said yes. Yeah. Why but, did your mom have to be there for that? Just because she was concerned. Okay. Just wanted to be there. No, I, I, get, I get that, and that's a nice thing. But and I'm terrible at reporting things if, after. <laughs> okay, that might be a thing. I'll make sure you actually give. Oh, I see. I thought you meant yeah. like you wouldn't. She was worried you wouldn't give the full story. Or that's exactly right. She's worried I wouldn't give the full full story. Okay, then that's a fair point. Yeah. Okay, that I would, you know, or I wouldn't remember things the doctor said, which is also very likely. What did he say? Uh something. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really listening. Yeah. Yeah, I was only half listening. He says I'm a testicular dancer. What? <laughs> Can I look right. at this again? He's, okay, there we are. That's right. 
That's right. Uh, I was trying to think of the Elton John song, Testicular Dancer. Yep. I couldn't think of the Hold Me Closer. Hold Me Closer, Testicular Dancer. That's it. And again, we're going to rush to the end of this story and just go, Dave, Dave survived. And I'm he's, fine. He's around today. I'm fine. About it. Just, yeah. This, I'm just saying in my defense. that. Uh, By the way, his mom's still around t- today, as, too. So is. there we go. That's right. Well, she still wants to go to the doctors with me. She's going to hang on as long as she can. <laughs> but my, yeah. You know, it was, it was embarrassing as a... As a young man, to go to the doctor. Sure, it's embarrassing. To talk about your balls. When, it's very, very rare that a, tri- sorry, my cat is complaining about many things right now, uh, because he doesn't have any balls, so any talk of <laughs> testicles is just like, thanks for rubbing it in, fellas. That's right. Um, what, yeah, when is when is a trip to the doctor not an embarrassing situation? I mean, it's always like, you know, unless you're getting like well, super good news and I they're guess, going like, yeah. hey, we got your results back and it's fantastic. Everything's great. All right, you get out of here, you slugger. It's like, you know, there's always going to be some element to it that's yeah. going to be like, okay. But yeah, there you, there you are and there you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm a, you know, uh, I, I got into... I got into like a paranoid period recently too. So any any time that uh, anytime I, I I start off the day having someone go like it's, everything's great, I'm like thanks. And then when I was there too, I was like uh, I even asked him like um, you know since I'm already down Embarrassment Boulevard, sure. I'm just like I got a skin tag on my back. How much does it cost to get that thing removed? Because okay. I know that like they charge for that. Mm-hmm. And he went, "You're here for something. I can just do it." I'm like. Sounds good. Yeah. So yeah, he went out and got the big uh, got an axe. liquid nitrogen oh, okay. uh, thing and uh, a couple of shots on the back. And, yeah. Uh, and then you look like a monster for a couple of days. It's pretty great. Oh. Yeah. Because uh, have you ever had a skin tag taken? No. Off? Yeah. We're just going to talk about all their medical things. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you have you ever had a skin tag? I don't think I don't think I do have skin tags. Okay. Not so yet I, anyway. I occasionally get skin tags. Okay. So uh, yeah, they they squirt you with a little liquid nitrogen. You can do this kind of thing at home, but this one's on my back. Okay. Um, and what it does is. The first thing that happens is it gets big. It mm. gets big, and you go, "This isn't right. This is much worse." You would think, like, "Oh, it's just going to freeze. He's going to go tink, and it's done." And uh, no, a little chisel. No, it goes no. and looks big, and yeah. then it's like blue, and it gets like uh, all gross mm. and horrible and uh, oozy and bad, and you're like, "Oh, this was a real big mistake." <laughs> and then, uh, and then it sort of falls off, and you're like, "Oh, just fall off," and then eventually it falls off. And you're like, "Oh, thank goodness!" And it's all it's all fine and good. Okay, but it's like an ugly situation for 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 a while. Wow. But then it's done. So I'm... if you ever get one, uh, you know, you can either get someone you care about to uh, get it off your back, or you can go to a doctor and uh, con him like I did, <laughs> with, uh, making him look at your age spots first. And you know, I just told you you're old. Uh, I'll take something off your back now too. There you go. <laughs> but it's nice because again, I'm trying to do a lot more swimming, and so it's nice to just like get it, get that nonsense off of there. Good. I always think it's weird when actors or actresses don't get rid of like weird things in their faces. Sometimes it's I'm like a, you make a lot of money. Yeah, you could just get rid of that. It's weird though when you Clint Eastwood. When you what what has he got? He's got like a kind of a big bump on on his upper lip, like on kind of the corner of his mouth. Mm. A, well, it's going to be a scar then. So does he want a scar there instead? Well, you could put makeup over your scar. No one's going to notice it. Yeah, but people will like. Hey, I remember that from like previous movies. Yeah, like I once guess, you've made yeah, yourself your face, I guess you're right. It's a right. thing, you know. You Cindy Crawford and you get rid of your mole. Well, yeah, that would be weird for her to do that, but. That just seems odd to me. Sometimes, sometimes as an actor, it's good to have that one sort of odd thing about your face. Mm. You know, that's that's kind of a thing about beauty in films is you look at the men and the women who, with the exception of someone like a Brad Pitt, who's just like, oh, that's just a big face full of great. But for the most part, yes. like if you look at someone, you know, who's like a Julia Roberts, yeah. like 
she's she's not your traditional beautiful person. Yeah, she's but she she's she's very she's attractive. Yeah, but she's got like an, a little bit of an odd mouth, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But she's got something that's a little off. Yeah, and that just draws you through. Whereas like the side characters, you will see beautiful women who are like, oh, that's just your typical beautiful woman, but they look generic, and you know, so something that's on your mush that's a little bit oof. Well, there you go. <laughs> Steve Buscemi works a lot. That he, guy works he, a he lot. He does. He works a lot as a character actor. Mm-hmm. Not as a feature actor very, very much. I mean, Unless it's television. Okay, you're thinking of the Broadway show. Empire. Okay. Or other things he could... Boardwalk. Do. Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. He can... He does work. He's also a good actor. So that... And he that, was a firefighter, too. That overlooks... Was he? Yes, he was. Oh, that's a good little... That's a good little trivial tidbit. Did everyone know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. He was... Uh, but he didn't tell... Um, this was something he was talking about this week, mm. how he wouldn't tell the other firefighters because they would make fun of him for being an actor. There okay. was another firefighter who was an actor, and everyone made fun of that guy. And it was okay. another squad, but uh. it was like, oh, no, I got to keep mum about this. And He's then, like, look at their bugging Dennis Leary. <laughs> I'm not going to fall for that. Exactly. I went and saw a very good movie. I went and saw two very good movies recently, actually. Oh, okay. I went and saw, I think I must, did I mention that I went and saw Police Story with Eve last time we did a show? Yes. That was very interesting. And then the next on the Friday night of that week, unless you talked about it on Fansplainers. Uh no, I don't think I did. Okay, then you talked about it here. We do a lot of podcasts, Dave, so sometimes <laughs> we get confused. But By I the did... way, Fansplainers is a podcast that we do where we break down movies and kind of do a deep dive on movies. Okay. So and... I didn't talk about going to see right. Jackie Chan's no, Please but I'm it. just going to do a quick plug for okay, it right sure. now. And if you listen to this week's episode, uh, we talk about John Wick and Booksmart. There. Okay, plug done. Go. Two good movies. One's better than the other. Ah, you will you find out which if you listen. Um, yeah, so well, I, so even I went to see Police Story because we love those films. We're big fans of Police Story 1, 2, and 3. All right. And so that was... But to hell with 4. Is there a fourth one? No. I would not say to hell with 4 if, I, if there was a fourth one. But So that was fun. But then also in the week, because it's Italian a month at the Rio because they're celebrating the Italian... Italian days on commercial drive. That's right. And so... They played Deep Red, the Dario Argento film that he made, I think, two years before Suspiria. I think it came out in 75. Okay. And Suspiria, I know, I'm pretty sure it came out in 77. And that film, Deep Red, I wasn't sure what to expect from it. I knew it was a giallo, which is a which is Italian for yellow. And in, in film terms, it re- relates to films that are kind of murder mysteries with the accent on the murder. Okay. They're very very gory and very garish in the murder sequences in the films and that's kind of the point of them is to have these very elaborate deaths i'm not too sure which was the very first one i wonder if it was maybe the film uh it's uh by mario bava often called bay of blood or twitch of the death nerve Ew. but in italian it has a very by the way if you do have that please do see your doctor if you've got the twitch of the death <laughs> if you nerve, have twitch of the death do nerve, not ignore that, that do is, not go it's no. going to go away on its own it's not it's not going to go away, but it's very easily treatable. Just a salve will get rid of the twitch of the death. Okay. There. But so, yeah, this was a giallo. So I was kind of expecting a very gory film, but actually it wasn't overly gory. And I was kind of sad that I couldn't have kind of convinced Lisa to come with me, but it was playing at 1130 at night. So that is a yeah, no go. That's a tough go. Because yeah. she is a 930 to bed at person. So, right. so, but yeah, so I went, went to see it and but it was, yeah, it was really good. It sort of had Dave, David Hemmings in it, the British actor. But because I guess it was Italian 
whatever they played it in the italian version so he was dubbed in italian oh okay. and it was all subtitled which i actually like i, li- I don't mind subtitles for a film and i kind of like the fact that everyone spoke italian because it was an italian film it was made by dario argento so so it was okay it also starred daria nicolodi i believe her name is which is a weird name because or, or daria Dar- daria because the dario and daria they were actually girlfriend and boyfriend hmm. for a while and she wrote the screenplay for suspiria but in this movie what was great was that, okay, so a while ago, we kind of, for for fun, I like made up uh, Frank Bigfoot yes. PI. And then when I was telling you about it, the I had this- drawing of him. Yeah, and I had this idea of like a female reporter that he befriends, and she has like this old-fashioned car. I don't know if you remember that part of the idea Not of it. Not sure, okay. Well, let's pretend I said that. Because in this movie, sure. David Hemmings uh, meets and befriends this female reporter who has this old car. And it was just like so great. I was watching. I was just like, "Oh, this is so good!" Like this is be so funny. Just I was thinking of you know transporting this element of it, how much I was enjoying it. I was like, "Oh, it's great that I wanted to do this in like a Frank Bigfoot because it's so actually enjoyable in this movie. This this thing where he's sitting in this old car and the seat collapses, so now he's like you know a, a six mm. inches shorter than she is in the car and like kind of barely looking over the yeah. the dashboard and then the visor keeps falling down in front of him, so he's having to flip it up and it falls down and but it's timed so it's obviously done in some way so that it falls on, on cue. And then he locks the door, and then that's a disaster. She's, you know, a little upset at him because now they have to crawl out of the convertible top of this little Fiat that they're in or whatever it is. And, and oh, it was a really good sequence in the film. And, you know, it's a, this funny little sequence in this murder show where the, uh, someone's already been killed by yeah. a cleaver and stuff like that, and he's a witness to it. And that's where the movie kind of starts. He's standing in a courtyard talking to a, to a friend, this uh, drunken pianist, and he just happens to look up at the building where he lives, and he sees one of his neighbors being murdered. In this window, and she's like smashed against the glass, and then she falls. Her neck drops onto the pane of glass in the window, and then it's very gory, of course. And that, that's the sort of part of the part of the appeal of these films, for whatever reason. And but but it's actually a lot of fun. Like the whole romantic element of the movie was really well done. I really enjoyed yes. it. And there was a weird. There's kind of two weird things about it. One was a very strong feminist angle, but. But played like in a 1970s way. So he was against it. He mm-hmm. said, I, so I don't date feminists because they're always blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I am a feminist. And, da, da, da. and then they kind of break apart at this moment in the movie where sure. they're like, we're going to, we'll do it separately then. We'll, we'll, you know, we're not going to work together in this because you are a jerk. And he's like, well, you're just a, a feminist uh, strident, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so then, uh, which I thought was interesting because it was kind of like talking about this thing, which must, you know, was kind of in people's minds at that time. And it's played out in the film in a sort of fun way. And then, there's also a, a couple of gay characters that aren't gay. They're not like campy gay. They're just... Oh, okay. You wouldn't have known the one was gay, except that the guy goes to find him and he meets him at his boyfriend's. And the boyfriend is much more much more womanly, but is not... But isn't like campy gay. Isn't like, woo, my clothes... You know, ooh, isn't this... You know, that kind of thing like you, you get in movies where they, this person's gay. How do you know? Because they're waving their arms around yeah. and, you know, speaking in this... You know, it doesn't have that. It's... Wow, that's rare for them. I know. It's 70, 75, right? So yeah, I'm like, this is Italian really... Movie, yeah. This is really... Seems really strangely advanced. To be fair, one of the gay characters turns out to be a sort of a villain... Which you're kind of, but it's not because he's gay and it's not, it's not, you know, it's more, it's, it's more complicated than that. And it, it's, and it didn't make me go, oh, too bad. Like it didn't have that aspect to it, which quite often in films, you know, it's like, he's a murderer because he's gay. Everyone who's gay is perverted and a murderer, right? That's so, so that it doesn't have that element to it. It's, it's different. 
Um, but he does die in a horrible way. In fact, I had to close my eyes before the, the death. Oh, really? Because I just don't want to see a person's head get run over. <laughs> so oh, okay. I don't need to see that. So I just you've kind got, of, uh, And you've got a pretty uh, high tolerance for that. Yeah, kind of yeah. I find it more amusing than anything. But I just had that moment in the film. And I kind of liked that character, so I didn't want to see him die. Even though he did a bad thing. I just didn't want to see him die. So I was like, oh, I like him. Oh, ooh. Let's just turn away. And then somebody yelled, you look tired. <laughs> no, <I can't. laughs> Good. Yeah. But in, in, I don't know if it'll work in Italian. Or just run problem. down. Yeah. So you look run down. Yeah. So, but anyway, I recommend it. I highly recommend it. It's called the Deep Red, uh, Dario Argento director and writer, co-writer. And it does have, when it, you know, it does have like lots of uh, Argentoisms in it, which is, the, you know, a little bit of incoherence okay. in some of the story elements. The typical Argento rushed ending, where it's like, "All right, we figured everything out. Okay, let's just end the movie. Run, roll credits." This is always weird. <laughs> like Suspiria is the same thing. Like it, you know, it's kind of like I'm going to spoil it. If you, it's an old movie, so I'm sorry if if you haven't seen it. But it's kind of like, "Oh, she's a witch. Found her, stabbed her. She's dead. The place is on fire. Roll credits." <laughs> why did this happen in two minutes? Like, whoa, what, what's going on? Like, why did you need to rush this? It's yeah, weird. It's not the point. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Right. Yeah, here's your plot. It was more about feeling. Here's your plot, and what, what's your hurry? Let's wrap it up. Yeah, it's just weird. It's kind of like it's. It is. It does have that kind of offhanded thing. Like, did you think that's what this was about? Did you think this was why you were watching this movie? No, yeah. you wanted this experience yeah. of this weirdly colored, you know. It's kind of, you know, this is a, this is a very strange film. That's what you wanted, right? Who cares about the plot? If you want a plot to Superior, see the new Superior. That's got a big plot in it. It's a, lots of plot. If you want plot, that's got the plot for you. And actually this week, uh, unfortunately, it's going to be on next Thursday is they're playing uh, Suspiria 1 and Suspiria 2 ah. together at the Rio. And I've seen them both and I, and I pay for Prime so I can see Suspiria for free at home now. I saw it in the theater uh, last year. And it's very good. The new Suspiria mm-hmm. is very good, but um, it's its own thing. Yeah, I don't need to see them again. All right, I already have one on DVD, and I and, and there we go. Go see it at the Rio. And yeah, see you other should. things at the Rio. Go also see the Critical Hit Show at the Rio. Mm, I want to go see Mandy next week, though. What's to, Mandy? Is that another horror thing? It's a. It's more of a revenge film with Nicolas Cage as a as a father who I think his daughter is kidnapped by a oh by Satan yeah, 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 or yeah, something. Yeah, it's supposed to be very about. crazy. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, and for and when people say that about a Nick Cage movie, <laughs> yes, like even for a Nick Cage movie, woo, yeah, yeah. So I'm very, I'm very. Uh, I think I most likely will go see it next next Friday at eleven thirty okay. at the Rio. So I don't if anyone can, wants to meet me there, yeah, let me know. I don't know if I can take that. It seems a bit too uh, too late sure. for you. No, a little too intense. I don't know. I don't know. We've <laughs> got to figure a movie to see though. We used to go and see. Uh, we we used did. to go to the midnight movies yeah, on Fridays, and you saw you saw a lot of intense. Very movies. different. Uh, very different time for me. In fact, yeah, and I thought that was surprising because i didn't know that you did not like horror movies no i don't like here i was dragging to all these horror movies that's all right some yeah it, it, they have to have another element to them uh i'll try and figure stuff out maybe about the nick cage one we'll see uh but i don't know no pressure no no pressure but we got to figure another movie to see because we've got to do a show next week and uh yeah talk about a movie that could be the one but uh, i don't want to do it after <laughs> well we just watched this movie just till two in the morning now we're going to talk about it oh well no we talk about it on the on the show <laughs> on the show next week uh, I did see, and again, not gonna say too much about it, but I did see that Dark Phoenix movie. Got oh yeah, that. So you know, that's what did an you th- what do you think? What I know you don't like to grade oh. movies, but no, um, not grading movies. Okay, here's what I here's what I thought. 
uh, unnecessary. There's no real point to that. Okay, you know, so you're uh, not re- you don't want me to do that one for fan slainers. We can, saying. yeah. Oh, okay. But I've already seen it, so yeah. like that one's already loaded up for sure, for sure. me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to talk about because they basically remade a movie no one wanted. And <laughs> they remade a movie that was so no one liked it that they spent the next couple of movies erasing that movie. Yeah, yeah. And then they used the same writer to to write the same movie. Oh, again. that's weird. Yeah, the person who wrote and directed this one wrote was one of the writers on. Uh, the, 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 the original, last time. yeah, yeah. I forget what they called that one specifically. X Men Three, uh, Bad Times at Richmond High, <laughs> uh, Flame Out, uh, Flame X. Bird, uh, Smack 'em Around, some shit. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think it was uh, necessary. Uh, there were some, there were some. Okay, that's called X Men Three. Where is Cyclops? <sighs> yeah, Cyclops does do some stuff in this one. There's a lot. There is actually a lot to talk about about it. Okay. And you know. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll go see it. All right. We'll we'll think we'll think about that. Um. So, uh, tonight you are uh, kindly helping me move a couch. Uh, I am very to, kind. To uh, my mother-in-law's uh, place. Yeah, that's no problem. Uh, Dave enjoys moving things, so we're going to be doing that. We got a hunt down. <laughs> Uh, location and i thought we were going to be like following someone in the car we are not but it's a pretty basic address so oh we've been there before right or is this a new no, place no, no, no. It's oh that's right it's, it's a, a new, new place. place all right we can just put it into my phone thingy that yeah, will all it will all work that's out. the modern world everyone is there hey, any, well any we haven't done our, we haven't done our quick listeners questions so we need to do that we have some responses we to have, some of our uh, well i thought we had one response but if you know more responses i know more responses all right let me do the one fast response that i know of okay uh, which was about uh, we talked about a trailer that uh, kind of misrepresented the movie. Uh, they oh man, we've had more uh, posts since uh, we've had more posts since we started talking here. Uh, Joe uh, Bampton said about that the mule trailer looked like a reasonably tense thriller, uh, rather turned out to be a so-so character study of a skeleton. <laughs> With a little thing on his face. <laughs> With a little thing on his face, too, right? Yeah, I like the right description sure. that uh, John Mulaney and uh, um, Pete Davidson had about that, where they were just stunned at how many three-ways the guy had in the, in that movie. It's just like seeing three-way after three-way. Really? Yeah, with Clint Eastwood, yeah. That sounds weird. Okay. Well, can I just say one thing before you... I know you're looking for stuff, so... I am looking for stuff. This was our a... Friend, this... uh, our friend Nina uh, posted a couple of times, yeah. so we're just reading her stuff while you talk. So, we had a response from our friend Mary Hook, and Mary wrote... Uh, she was the only person brave enough to tell us what drug she would take if she could take a drug with, you know, blah, blah, blah. An illegal drug without consequences. And she said, the drug I would do for sure would be MDMA. Mm-hmm. And I could see that as an appealing drug as well, actually. I might change my, my acid to MDMA or what, ecstasy. What, what, ecstasy. Do you, what do you get? Uh, it's ecstasy? Yeah. I think in terms of like an experience where you just want to hug people and, and dance, that seems more appealing than, okay. than any other drug that I could, I could think of, like as an, experience, as an experiential drug. That does sound more appealing. Let me just say, yes, sir. In terms of, uh, oh, Nina went crazy, and Ed wrote to us too. I only got, uh, I only got two from Nina. Has she done more than uh, two? No, two, but so, and that's going crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's two. That's two. That's that's the. They're very, both very short. That seems like a lot to me. I'll, I'm going to just say the Nina things quick. Sure. Uh, Nina, who's our, our our friend, we consider her the third dragon, um, and uh, we did a book together, by the way, called Sparks. About uh, two cats that dress up as a dog. Uh, why not uh, pick it up? It's it's nice. Uh, <laughs> she wrote to us saying, uh, Rattlers, I guess we were asking what Rattlers were. Yes. Rattlers are beer mixed with either lemonade or grapefruit juice. Yes, that that's, what, like a, how's that's that, what they had the, the, at this thing. was They were, they were grapefruit Rattlers. How is, uh, how is that different from a Shandy? 
What's the what's the difference? Like, wouldn't a shandy be that? Isn't shandy cider though? Uh, this is a very good uh, question. That is something that I want. Traditional British uh, shandy uh, recipe. Here we go. I'm looking. I'm looking this up. Uh, uh, beer and ginger ale. That's what a shandy is. Oh, okay. It's, okay. So it's a beer and ginger ale. So it's uh, it's in the family. Yeah, it's in the and family. And then uh, Nina also says, uh, also I would play spike ball. Should be down for spike playing some. Spike oh, you're ball. down for spike ball, Nina. Yep. Oh well, be careful what you wish for. All right. Um, Kanan Kanan Grawl wrote, wrote to us, and that is strange. Anyway, uh, he wrote strange to us that he wrote to us. No, it's just that his his name is spelled wrong in my in my heading on my my ah. email. But anyway, it says uh, he says greeting hosts. Hi. So that's you too. In response to the question, what should replace superheroes at the movies? I have a few suggestions. One. You ready for this one? Okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to I'm think. Just... Of what, I'm trying to think like if we read this one last week or not. No, we didn't. Okay, very good. Uh, fantasy. We had Lord of the Rings, yes, mm. but not much else. Game of Thrones was some kind of monster hit. So why haven't there been straight up fantasy movies? Dragons, fairies, goblins, etc. And there's not a ton historically either that haven't been B grade genre fillers. I'm pretty sure we didn't read this. This came on. Okay, keep reading it anyway. This came June seventh. All right. So I feel like that's after our show. Makes sense. Yep. Okay. Two, the second one, mashups. The Lego movie had Ninja Turtles, DC Heroes, Gandalf, etc. in it. Mm -hmm. The Lego Batman movie had Sauron, the Wicked Witch, and other baddies in it. Sure did. Ready Player One had tons of IPs in its mix. You could even go as far back as Roger Rabbit, where people loved seeing the Looney Tunes interact with the Disney gang. Sure did. But maybe it should go weirder with the mashups, like some of the recent DC Looney Tune Hanna-Barbera comics they were doing. The Scooby Gang in the latest Conjuring Universe pick. Sure. I would like that. They have done Scooby-Doo and Supernatural as a crossover on the Supernatural show. Okay. King Arthur and the Crusades are a Batman, or Batman and the Matrix. Sure. Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Ghostbusters. Okay. Drop some Predators and Aliens into the world of Avatar. Okay. We we have had Predator visit the Archie world uh, a little bit. Oh, well, speaking of that, remake Titanic with the Archie gang. Okay, I like that. Studios just need to start getting along and getting loose with their IPs. Three, female reboots. We need more of them. Female Goonies, awesome. Sure. Female Stand By Me, yes. Um, Women in Black, he says W-I-B colon Women in Black. Female Star Wars. Yeah, they're 50% there with the new one, but okay, go ahead. Female Star Wars, he says disconnect the internet internet first. Sure. Home Alone with a Girl Who Can Act Better Than Macaulay Culkin. Female Muppets. Female Transformers, all-girl newsies. What makes a female Transformer? It's always weird because they don't have genitals, but okay. I guess the voice box. Their headlights would be in a different place. Oh. And I know Back to the Future is the sacred cow, but someone really missed a trick not making a new version with Haley Steinfeld and Carol Kane. Which actually sounds kind of good. So what happens in that? Does she go back in time and her dad tries to have sex with her? Because I don't think that's I think we could leave out the dad sex and mom sex <laughs> okay. in, these, in the future films. <laughs> Four, last one. Kids books, and I mean little kids books. We already got The Boss Baby, which is pretty great. It's just Calvin and Hobbes without Hobbes. Nothing to do with the book at all. But here's the thing. Adult takes on little kids books. A horror movie of the Gruffalo. Hard sci-fi, Goodnight Moon. We're going on a bear hunt starring Bruce Willis. Guess how much I love you as a murder mystery rom-com. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, but more like Jaws. Yeah. A really depressing long version of The Giving Tree, where we see why the boy was just so useless at life he had to ask a tree for help. The Very Hungry Caterpillar is an action-packed mutant monster movie with Sarah Silverman in the role usually reserved for the 
for the rock because see above and also why the heck not yeah i agree anyway that's it please expand on my ideas no i'm sure you'll think of better examples and it will help fill time cheerio yeah yeah the lorax done as adult is is actually kind of swamp thing really Hmm. uh but uh, he's such a good cartoonist do some of those up for crying (laughs) out loud draw those those are amazing Thank, thank you for that great uh, note, Ken. Quick, uh, quick note: Why I was like scanning on here because I was like, "Damn it! Why do I think a shandy is is lemonade?" Uh, that was bothering me, and here is why I think a shandy is lemonade. Okay, uh, and 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 beer. It's because in England they call Seven Up that lemon lime uh, kind of mix with Sprite and Seven Up. That's called lemonade there. So uh, when they make a shandy there, they make it with Sprite or Seven Up or or the bar equivalent. Uh, and beer, and uh, and so they do say it's beer and lemonade there. Okay, hence my uh, I see. thing. I so see. Uh, you know, words. Your confusion. Uh, not confusion. I was actually completely right. Okay, um, so oh, here's here's another show comment. Mm-hmm. This is from my darling wife, Lisa Williamson. Very good. And firstly, she says, "Does she make you use her full name every time?" <laughs> yes. Okay, it's kind of like Charlie. I Brown. like her. I love her name. Okay, I have to say that. She says, "Glad to hear Pia is fine." That's her first comment. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Interesting animals that live near me? Well, I think all animals are interesting. We live in a small town in the middle of an agricultural area. So we have your usual farm animals, a stone throw away. We also have the region's zoo literally around the corner across a field from us. Mm. It was rumored that a black bear had escaped from the black bear grizzly bear wolf enclosure, Mm. but I've never seen him in my travels. We did a few years ago have a yearling black bear appear at the barn our horse lived at, about five minutes from our house, at the end of one summer. He spent the morning under the tree eating apples, but I never witnessed this, just was told about it. The closest bear I have seen to my house was one crossing the freeway about 50 minutes away by car from our house. We were driving the car, not the bear. That's the only bear I've witnessed on this side of the Fraser River. There are lots on the Maple Ridge side, as it's next to the mountains and Goldeneers Park. And speaking of that, we did see, and I mentioned on the show, we did ha- actually have a bear that was crossing, annoyingly crossing the uh, the uh, cross country field during a, a three day event one time and oh. people had to shoo him off the field. They're like, "Go away, bear!" And he he did go away very slowly. Hmm. In fact, his going away was following the same path he was taking and just following ah. up to the end. At our old horse's barn, or sorry, sorry, at our horse's old barn, we also had a herd of resident white tailed deer, about five of them typically. One year, one of the babies was a pinto, our multicolored deer. I hadn't realized that deer came in that color. About three miles south of us, between two large parks, there is apparently a breeding pair of cougar. I know a few people have seen them, but I never have. Actually, a friend of mine was driving down the road in winter, and a wild mountain cat crossed the road in front of him as he was driving. At our actual house, we are near a forested area where some owls live, and there are beavers there in the stream. That's true. We did see a beaver at night one time. We were coming home from a concert late at night. We turned the corner, and there was a a beaver uh, chewing down a tree in, in, in this small kind of... It's just a small little kind of nook park where it's been put, right. where no house would fit, so they made it into a park by the stream. We have squirrels that visit our backyard, and someone released some doves in our neighborhood a few years ago, so we have a few of them sitting around cooing regularly. As well, hawks, eagles, raccoons, possums, and coyotes are other wildlife that I have seen. It's true, they all are in our area. So there you go. 
Uh, Edward uh, Dragansky, um, when we were talking about if you could go anywhere in time, yep. said, I don't have to think twice about where and when I'd go. Uh, could time travel? Uh, if I could time travel back in time, I'd go to the 1920s to see the Marx Brothers uh, live in vaudeville or on Broadway during their prime on uh, prime time on stage. That's a good one, Ed. That's yep. true, because that is... To see them in, in their vaudeville yeah. heyday, it's it's unrepeatable. You could never, we could never see that. This has always been my sole answer for where I'd go. Uh, can you imagine what that might be like? Were they approachable? Were fans allowed to meet them after their shows? First trip, see the Marx Brothers live. Uh, as for drugs, I'm pretty much uh, like David. Uh, I'd uh, I'd never had. Uh, so was this? This wasn't what you read before. It's nope. Uh, okay. Nope. Listen, yeah. Uh, pretty much like David, I've never had the need for anything to alter my mood. In fact, I have such a vivid imagination. My friends used to steer uh, me clear of drugs for fear I'd uh, try flying off a roof or something. I guess if I had to try something, you do, peer pressure. Um, <laughs> it would be ecstasy. Back on oh, there. there we go. A guy in my dorm uh, gave me some once, but I felt nothing. The strongest substance I use is probably coffee, and it's cheap. Is what? it nowadays? I don't know. It does get some higher? Is it, are you saying oh homemade coffee? Or are you going about? to Star- Starbucks? Is it? That's not about. so cheap. That's you a know, lot of money. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. Ah. When you say that, when you put it that way, I don't know. That's all I have to there say. There you go. Thanks so much for your for your for your letters. And again, uh, the question this week is: uh, What is uh, what is your speciality in the kitchen? What's a something? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm a, please, and, and, everyone who lives. On planet Sneaky Dragon, yeah, I've got a, I got a sub question because I always enjoy a sub question. That's our main question. Okay, here's my sub question. Okay, I, before you say your sub question, I have a theme for it. You ready? Huh? Boop, 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 like a sonar. Yeah, down, I got it. Okay. Um, why so down, Periscope? Um, <laughs> my sub question is: uh-huh. What's something you make just for yourself? What's like your little treat that you make in the kitchen? That's like I'm talking. What's your dazzling dish yeah, that you yeah. make for people? Okay. And what do you like making uh, for for yourself? Hmm. What's your little? Well, uh, I don't really. I never really cook for myself. I cook for a family. So that's. If your family's away, what do you make yourself? McDonald's. That's like your treat. Oh, you go to McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, my treat for myself, and I'll have this just whenever. I don't need an excuse. I'll make it for my family too. But uh, hot dogs. Sure, hot dogs are good. I just I do really like hot dogs, so that's a regular go-to for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as there's good buns, they require something. I like I like making uh, scrambled eggs um, with uh, a bit of cream cheese in there and, okay. and a little bit of uh, chives, maybe a bit of dill mm-hmm. uh, in there as well. Are and, chives uh, green can, onions? Uh, uh, no, no, there's oh. there's small. They're all, they almost look like grass. There's oh, some okay. directly behind you okay. right now. I can show them to you afterwards. But yeah, it looks like it kind of looks like grass. I have a feeling if I turn and look, you're just gonna hit me on the back of the head. Well, that's usually what I was gonna. I was, I've been waiting for uh, many episodes <laughs> to just knock you out. Uh, <laughs> it's it's oniony though. Yes, um, and uh, and then usually like a little bit of dill or something like that, salt and pepper, and put that on uh, a toasted bagel. Oh boy, that's good. That sounds good. I I had that um, when I used to live in Halifax. There was a place down the street that would make those. And they would microwave it, and it was okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just make it myself, and I, I cook it nice and slow. And oh boy, so good. When I was uh, when I was a young young man, and I used to work, I would come home from my late shift. I get home about midnight, a little before midnight, and I would always make. This is when I could eat a lot. I would make a bowl of clam chowder, mm-hmm. and then I would make four hot dogs, and I would eat. I would eat all those while watching uh, Doctor Who on <laughs> late on Saturday nights because I got home like a, just before it started. So I would, I would cook, and then I would go downstairs and watch it. Well, I ate my ginormous repast. That was my regular weekly, no wonder Dave got cancer, uh, meal. 
a lot of hot dogs. Yeah, not if sure that's, if that's what caused that's it. That's what my mom blamed it on. Did she? Yeah. Yeah. If I hadn't eaten all those hot dogs, I wouldn't have got cancer. But mom, here's a fact. It was in me my whole life because it was like a leftover tissue that got stuck inside me. Mm-hmm. So possibly like when I was in the womb, I encompassed another thing that was in there. might have been like a another baby that was maybe in there, whatever, sure. who knows. And so then at that, you know, early, early stage, and then, and then it was inside me for many, many years. And then at some point I decided, I'm going to stretch out and grow. Time to spread my wings. Yeah. And it got a lot of attention for a short period so of time and then fuck off. So don't it's blame gone. it on my long hair. Right. My tight pants or the, my hot dogs. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say in defense. I blame, you know what I blame it on? I'm going to defend Sobies and cancer. You know what I blame it on? Yes. The bossa nova. <laughs> Do you, are you? Yeah, I'm gonna blame it on the bossa nova. Wow, that's funny. Yep, that's uh, I, there, there's a song, right? Well, I I only know that version of that song, uh, Nova by the Holy Motor Rounders. Well, that is in no way what this is. Because uh, they go, um, they say, uh, yeah, they say, blame it on the bossa nova. Yep. Time is on my side. Slime yep. is on my tide. <laughs> I ride the time slide all the time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, I was I was trying to uh, I was trying to actually play the song, but of course there always is an ad. I was at a dance when it caught my eye, standing all alone, looking sad and shy. We began to dance, swaying to and fro. Let him go. Blame it on the Bassanova. When you have cancer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, the whole motor rounders love to repurpose old songs with new with new references and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, it's just something they like to do. Nice. So like hot corn, cold corn, which is like a fiddle song. It's the hot corn, cold corn, bring along a demi john. But then the the actual lyrics of the song, they've just repurposed. Uh, lyrics from uh, Long Tall Sally into oh, this folk right. song. So yeah, they just like to do stuff like that. So the same thing with the song Nova, which I think was a song done by Char- uh, Charlie Poole, who is a kind of a, a folks, not folk singer, but like a, I don't know what we call him actually. Hmm. He existed at a time, blues singer, I guess. He existed at a time before like these sort of really hard and fast genres. Yeah, and he wrote the song called Nova, but they took the song and they rewrote it and they put they put their own lyrics to them. Like I say, like, so I was driving in my New Chevy Nova when I or my new Chevy Nova when I smelled the burning metal reek of Nova I think they say again okay uh, the CIA and Jehovah say blame it on the bossa Nova and it's time is on my side yeah it's just it's very now, stream of consciousness now Dave if there was is there any other place that we could listen to you talk about music trivia well you know if you tune into a little show I like to call uh, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party you can hear me talk about our fantastic uh, Sneaky Dragon tape mix project, where I go through tapes I made for people, pretend tapes, they're actually CDRs, that I made for people. <laughs> I just, oh, wait a second, I thought, wait a minute, did you never send any of those out? Is this no, all no, been a big they just were not actual tapes. I like to call them mixtapes, though, because that's the reference, anyway, okay. to the old, good old days of making, making your mixtapes. And so... Yeah, I play the music and we talk about the songs. I give little histories and stuff to the songs. And, and this week I've got some some interesting stuff. Uh, well, we're, we the last show was was um, 
a kind of the last couple of shows have been soul and funk and R&B and stuff. And we're mm-hmm. going to continue in that vein for the next couple of shows. So I hope everyone enjoyed the last one. And then we're going to do some more. We're going to, you know, I don't, there's some deep cuts. There's some obvious choices because, you know, my, my knowledge, because I grew up in an area where um, soul music and stuff wasn't, wasn't played a lot. Right. You know, like very popular songs we would hear, but you didn't, there was no like soul station or R&B, cha- you know, radio station in, in, in Vancouver when we were kids. And in fact, you know, when, when I would first started buying records, there were still, they still divided the, the, you know, popular artists into black artists and, and yeah. white artists, which is what really strange. Hell? Yeah, it was very strange. I mean, I couldn't, f- I, I remember going to buy Prince, the Prince album, um, probably, I think 1999 was the first one I bought as a kid. And, and cause it was the first one that was played on the radio. And, and yeah, I couldn't find it at the store. And I finally had to go to a clerk and say, Oh, I, I can't find Prince. Like, where would I buy that? And he's like, Oh, you have to go to the black section. Like, <sighs> <laughs> okay, and that's where everyone was. was yeah. like this. and then you went and you bought him a calendar and you brought it. In. <laughs> I said, "Look at this," but I mean that was just the the yeah. times, right? So we just I never grew up listening to that kind of music. So my my knowledge of that music isn't as deep as my yeah. knowledge of like you know like sixties music or seventies music, where I've I've you know grew up listening to it, and 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 so I know this. I know lots of different music and i know lots of deep cuts and stuff like that so when you get to soul music my deep cuts kind of aren't as deep as i'd like to like be. Get, still get a listen. it's weird like i remember but it's uh, a fun show and there are there are lots of music you probably haven't heard i remember watching the video for thriller and it was the debut of it and i was at a friend's house and their father came uh came the song thriller from the album yes thriller. yes yeah. um and their father came up and went you know what i really enjoy black music yeah and they just walked out of the room i'm like black music it's uh, just like sure. there's no more mainstream artist right now yeah than yeah. michael jack like it's just well well good for you sir yeah tip I of guess. the hat tip a, of the hat to you sir yeah you wouldn't even th- i wouldn't even describe thriller as working in a black idiom it feels more it was way more mainstream than it was than as that. mainstream like as you off, got off the wall had elements that you could say was like you know Mm-hmm. soul music or whatever but by the time you get to like thriller yeah he's really it's really a more of a generic sound you know he's got eddie van halen playing guitar on you it got paul mccartney the, on two songs there's like a, there's like yeah conscious choices to to make it more make it more uh i don't want to say listenable that sounds mm-hmm. terrible but you and know he got mean? Uh, vincent price doing a monologue because mm-hmm. as i as i said on a, on a listening party like you know when i started listening to to black artists uh, you know now it wouldn't have been until i was in my late teens early 20s and I was making a conscious choice to listen to this music and I had to like get through it I had to I had to like force myself to listen to it and because it's a different it's new it's new and it has a different it, it uses the rhythms are different the beats are different you know and and the singing styles are different and so you you had to like you had to make this choice that I'm not going to listen to music that I know I'm going to listen to music I don't know and make and figure out what right. it is that people like about this so much you know and I, you know, and to be fair, I had the same experience listening to Pet Sounds, you know, because Pet Sounds is so different sounding than sure. other Beach Boys. I grew up, you know, <laughs> grow, as a kid going to a lake, uh, my parents, would, we would go every year to, to a lake in the, in the Okanagan. And I just happened to go at a time when Endless Summer came out. Mm. And it was, so it was all Beach Boys all the time. It felt like at the lake, it was the sun, we were on a boat, we were water skiing, what's better to listen to than the Beach Boys in this situation? And so that was my experience of the Beach Boys for the longest time. It wasn't until I was, once again, in my late teens or early 20s. And then you're reading about the genius of Brian Wilson and how great Pet Sounds was and stuff like that. And then you put it on and you're like, 
well, this isn't the Beach Boys. What is this exactly? This is, you know, and so it takes you a little while yeah. to get your mind around what you're hearing. Yeah, that's, that's the new. But sometimes you, it's worth the effort to listen to, like, you know, listen to black artists, to listen to James Brown, to listen to Marvin Gaye, to listen to Curtis Mayfield or whoever, you know, to, to take that, you know, and this sort of say to yourself, I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. Because I want to understand why other people enjoy this. No, it's so a much. good. Again, this is this is again one of the reasons I think probably your your show is a good one. It's like you will introduce people to some very different stuff, and there will always be stuff people go, ah, I don't care for this, and <laughs> yep, and that's, that's true. and that's fine. That's what you get letters about. Yeah, but, I like but, it. Though. And to a degree, I could see like maybe there is stuff that you will never like, but maybe one of the reasons you don't like it is because it is so new to you and yeah. such a different style. Yeah, and like give another give another listen. But it's a nice way of being exposed to some different things mm-hmm. and. Uh, yep, I think it's a very positive podcast and always interesting to read people's responses to the podcast afterwards. Yeah. As, yeah. And breaking down everything. So, yeah, I love it. Give and it I, a, give it a listen. And I'll be honest, it does not hurt my feelings at all if you don't like something that I like. Cry so deep. <laughs> Cry so deep. Unrelated. Because, Unrelated. Yeah, it's totally, it's related to my toe fungus. Oh, just get it fixed. <laughs> Dave, we we got to go move out. We got to move. We got to move a so, coach, so everyone. Probably, yeah, so we should probably wrap this show up. So yeah. everyone, if you want to contact us, if you're a fan of fans planners, if you're a fan of listening party, if you're a fan of this very show you're listening oh. to at this very moment, our flagship podcast, Sneaky Dragon, you can contact us on our website, which is called sneakydragon.com. You can go there. You can leave a comment under the show. We love to hear from you. We want to hear your answers to our questions. What is your your you know your show-off dish, your specialty dish that mm-hmm. you like to bring to to get together, is to so your friends can eat it and they love it. They love or when you bring it and date. it is your thing. You're yeah, bringing dates coming over to your place. What do you make? Yeah, what do you make for that date? <laughs> um, hot dogs. Anyway, uh, that's probably why my oh, dating, I get the symbolism. My dating life is so so limited. That's that time of my life. Um, yes, our website. We also have an email. It's sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Please feel free to contact us there. We'd love to hear from you. We are on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon. We are on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. And if you're like Mary Hook, you can write to us there and answer the question. Mary, what is your what is your yeah. dish? What is your yeah, Mary, what's dish? Up? We want to hear from you, birthday girl. Uh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Mary. And I think that's it. You can go to our Patreon if you want to throw us a few shekels. We really appreciate the people who are doing that for us right now. And if you love the shows that we do, if you love Listening Party, Fansplainers, this show, and you want to support us, you can do that through Patreon. We really appreciate it. So there you go, everyone. On that note, let's fuck off. <laughs> Thank you.